3: because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins
0: that's right keep your rider die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
1: this is door bumper clear and we're back from nashville Today, we'll react to Hendrick Motorsports winning again, angry driver comments during the cup race, silly season news, and much more. Plus, yesterday's honorary starter and a friend of the show, Bernard Pollard, will stop by. Time to get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm
3: on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody.
2: I'm TJ Major, spotter of the 22 Cup Car, the one truck.
3: What's up, guys? Spotter uh, for Colleague Racing. Big news coming out of their shop this week. Brett Griffin is in
1: the house. Got my boy Freddie back. Actually, Casey back. Freddie's been here. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't left. Casey's back though. What's up, Freddie Kraft? Spotter Bubba Wallace, Jeb Burton, Derek Kraus this weekend in Nashville. And Casey, glad you could come back this week. Nice to see you again.
0: Thank you. I was doing a world tour of Indy, so it worked out well for me. But hey, guys, Casey here, and don't forget our lovely producer Jason.
4: I'm just door bumper clear remember.
2: Just door, yes.
0: Sorry, sorry, not oh, the Dillner world download.
3: tour of a yeah.
2: town, that's, not the donor. That's down. unheard of. Hey, should we apologize to all the uh listeners of the the donor download now that you get to hear Donor more than Dell Jr.? <laughs> yeah, we should. I'm
0: surprised you're actually this is not going to end up in the show. No? Oh, it is. Jason. Oh,
3: it is. So he just we just can't let him hear it? Jason will be fine. Why don't they just skip Dillner's on podcast and get it over with? <laughs> Even if nobody listens, just tell him. Because like, Dillner hey, has to talk. He's here and talk. You're being recorded. Big, bold opinions that he just wants everybody to hear. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, look who's talking.
3: I, I, I was asked to do a show. All right? I'm, 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 I'm saying maybe Dillner needs to be asked to do his show. Yeah, I didn't had, go to Mike Davis and say, Hey, Mike, do you know, I have my own show because I love to talk? I
2: think you have it backwards. I think Jr. should ask for his own show. <laughs>
5: Sorry.
0: I'm really sorry, donor. We Whoa. love you. No, you're not.
2: <laughs> That's
5: funny. Oh. Nashville, probably so,
3: Nashville, hands down, the best move NASCAR's made since they changed the dress code to the garage.
5: <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> Remember for, when they made us all wear the, pants and made us all wear freaking shoes and for the long sleeved shirts.
0: For the on track portion of it or for the all Nashville of portion of it?
3: All of it. Hands down. One hundred percent home run. Obviously there were some there were some problems, but Hey, here's what happened, right? So it's on the schedule, and everybody's like, hey, let's go to Nashville. And I'm like, man, I'm worried because the last time I was at this facility, it wasn't that great. And next thing you know, all these executives are like, hey, we want to go to Nashville. So you keep ramping up and having bigger and bigger events. And I think any time that you've got people that excited to go somewhere, you're obviously in the right market. has been a long time since I've seen that kind of uh, enthusiasm around where we're going and then getting to the racetrack, uh, what day did we go out there, Friday, Thursday? We went Wednesday. Well, we, we flew th- in Wednesday night. Th- Wednesday night. Um, Thursday went to the racetrack. I was blown away by how much nicer it was than what I remembered. And they've spent a lot of money to upgrade a lot of things. And I thought the racing was good. I mean, you, I did not see the truck race. I was working an event that night. You guys were. But Saturday's race was great. Sunday's
1: race was great. And overall, man, I mean, I got to give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, we talked about it on here last week about and and our pessimism of it was the product we've seen on the track there before was not very good. It was a single lane racetrack. Everybody fought for the bottom, and whatever they did with this rosin resin, whatever they want to call it, rosin? Uh, <laughs> that's what he kept calling it during the race yesterday. Who? Tim, the same guy, like, they the you know, same run around the top of the rosin. The,
2: uh, they were also calling it was William Bryan the whole time. <laughs> the whole. I heard the announcer was William Bryan, <laughs> I mean, William Bryan, yeah, William race.
1: Bryan. I know. <laughs> but you know, so this rosin. Resin. resin, whatever the <laughs> resin. It was. I, I thought it was resin. I had resin in my notes, but they kept calling you say it rosin. rosin again. It was. <laughs> I'm gonna hey, freak I'm out. I'm just talking about what the guy that was running the show called it yesterday. Uh, so uh, the resin. How do you spell rosin? I've never heard that. It's word. It's resin. Resin is all.
3: You know. Uh, oh yeah, I know how to spell resin, but rosin would be, I guess, R O S I N, like rosin. Yeah. I, like
1: hey, that. listen. I'm calling it what they were calling. Might
0: it. as well just call it raisin. Same reason it we it. call it
1: PJ One because that's what they call it. Uh, What's but that stand for? I don't know what the difference is between that resin and the PJ one, but it produced it wasn't just okay, we're gonna run in, the, in out of the PJ one and then we're all gonna run in the PJ one. It like produced two or three lanes of racing to where you can move around a little bit and, and obviously we say this all the time on here the temperature helps a lot. You know, it's hot, it's slick, it's you know, you're sliding around, and when you're sliding around like that. And these guys are driving the race car. It becomes less about aerodynamics and more about the mechanical grip, the race car, the setup. And that's why I see. think you see some guys maybe running a little better than they have in weeks past, or weeks, you know, previous weeks, or you know, just guys that come and goers and are a little bit more racing. But you know, great track, hot, slick. I'd like to say great market, but I don't want to go back anytime soon. I don't think. I'm gonna tell you what, hot <laughs> and slick. It was slick
3: as a baby's ass yesterday. Yeah, pretty slick. I loved it. It was fun to watch. I, I, um, the guys didn't look like they were just cruising around there wide open. It looked like a lot of brakes were being used. It looked like they were slowing down to make the corners. Oh, they, tons were, of they were, they were sliding around. They were spinning out. When's the last time you've seen that many guys spin out on their own? When's the last time you see that many rotors laying on the track? I mean, I, I
1: love it. Well, uh, I, I, think, I think all that was awesome. You know, and and you talk about and we, obviously, we beat this horse to death. But a seven fifty engine package at. They called a short track it's what one point three or something like that yeah. uh you know so it races a little more like an intermediate than a short track and this is the product you get uh, everybody's a like, great race you know they're sliding around it's you know it's it's a better race because of the engine package so you know it's just and and like you talk about for a change it's the test of equipment how many guys did we see blow rotors apart yesterday you know it's you know it's it's, it's I think the biggest takeaway here is that how many cars,
2: you didn't have the big arrow wash behind cars as much because they're so slow in the middle of the corner. They're going, I mean, extremely slow. A lot of brake, a lot of slowing down. You had a little bit of, a tiny bit of tightness, but if you went into the corner behind somebody, you didn't just automatically miss the corner. I mean, there was a little bit of it, but the, like when you go to like a Charlotte Texas, it's magnified way more. So... It, you could tell the guys that could get down there and turn better like like lat 15 of the race i was like okay that 47 i told i told my i'm like the 47 and 42 are pretty good you could just see it they could just turn um 47 was extremely good the 10 as well he could get down there and just turn the bottom and hook you know get right on that bottom and stay there so i like um these guys were having to drive it and i love when guys have to drive the cars and I thought the truck race was really good. Um, it, there was a lot of side by a lot, lot of, like, just big runs, big moves, things like that, and the Xfinity race was a lot of the same way. Obviously, I had a couple of wrecks
3: there. You know, it's, an, it's, a, it's a narrow track off of Turn 4. But What did you like better, racing at night or racing during the day when it was hot and slick, as far as the product on the track? The,
1: the product's always going to be better during the day. Yeah, you see a lot I more did not sliding enjoy around, it, but it
3: was it was better.
2: Although the, the truck day. race was okay, I'll tell you what I saw. What stood out to me in the truck race at night there was they could go into the corner on each other's doors, and they're so slow in the middle of the corner, you you didn't see the guy break loose that much on the bottom. And in the Xfinity race, you could see you saw it a little bit with like Allgaier and Kyle, like, but in the truck race, man, those things looked like they were stuck, and that was a nighttime deal, but. Man, they were driving the heck out of them. I mean, it was—I watched Sauter and Crafton race hard for probably what five, ten laps there. They were racing really hard. I actually thought Sauter was going to send them up the track, but you know, it was. Uh, I mean, I—I I thought the races were good. I think the cup race ended up being a lot longer than what everybody thought. But late, I think
0: coverage too. It ended. I don't know if you guys.
1: It had to end late. Yeah, like it ended.
0: It went through post race. I could
1: tell that they were in a rush because all of a sudden. Pit Road was opening immediately. They were rushing one to goes, and that's yeah. what we'll get to that yeah. later. But but yeah. well,
3: let's be honest: if you start ten minutes late,
0: right, well, shouldn't ta- you
3: already realize you're ten minutes behind? We'll
0: talk about that yeah. later. And but-, but
1: and then like overall, it, the length of the race. You've got Gluck tweeting about the at the halfway point of our race. It's almost two hours. The entire F one race took an hour and thirty minutes. The entire Indy car race took an hour or two hours, just under two hours. I mean. We've got to do something to shorten up. But the here's the race thing. Now. If
3: you go green the whole time like we've been doing, it sucks and it's
1: boring. I would
3: rather watch a three-and-a-half-hour good race, which is what we saw yesterday, versus a three-hour wide-ass open nobody-can-pass race, which is what we've been doing at these intermediate tracks. So Nashville, I mean, Jeb Burton tweeted, this place races like a short track. Oh, it yeah. did. They were blowing the freaking brakes off the car. There were natural cautions and accidents. And that's How long has that been since we've seen that at a mile-and-a-half-ish track?
2: Without stages, there's a good chance that a, a handful of races go caution-free. If, oh, yeah. 1,000%. Oh, like, in Nashville, man, we had failures. We had guys spinning out. I mean, I, I think that's good, and I think you get that when you have – You had have, guys
5: losing
3: their mind on the radio.
2: You oh, had really? NASCAR missing on oh, the
3: go calls. You had it all.
2: I mean, just, just the fact that it's hot, slick, you have a big motor, And, you you know, the low – I mean, it's not just – they didn't look like RC cars, man. Guys were having to drive. I love when I see these guys drive these race cars. You you,
1: you, So you say you'd rather see – and I completely agree with you, TJ, but you say you'd rather see a a three-and-a-half-hour good race, but would you rather see a two-hour good race or a a two-and-a-half-hour good race versus a a three-and-a-half-hour
3: good race? I I think when when NASCAR came up with this longer race strategy, it was can the man and the machine survive? And yesterday – we were back at that same philosophy. Can the machine survive? Because we had failures going on. That's the it's fa- hot. I hate when guys wreck, but
2: failures, they're natural cautions. They right. split the field sometimes. That put Ross Chastain on a different strategy. That In the middle of the race, that got Chase Briscoe stage points. Um, things like that. When you have cautions like that, like that the opportunities
3: open up for others, too. If, if you're a true NASCAR fan, pre-stages, pre-playoff, chase, whatever the hell you want to call it, this was a true NASCAR racing feel to it for when I grew up oh, watching in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, I agree. And and, and man, long if, if, hot slick. Hell yeah, let's get after it. So I am uh, man. I give them five stars out of five stars on, on on what I saw on the racetrack. The only thing that made it bad
2: was Kyle kind of Larson dominating. That's the only thing people can really say. Good they luck probably, stopping that. yeah, but, but I mean that's in the only thing race. that that's the only thing that you could really complain about. You know, you had hard racing, guys sliding around. Uh, there was a race everywhere but for the lead. And it was hard to pass, but it was um, – I mean, we it's hard to pass everywhere. I mean, it's I saw Kyle there. Millbridge. I, I think mean, I
3: said it on the show. I saw him at Millbridge a few weeks ago. He's out there with his kid Owen, and they're out there racing. And I'm like, these races are a lot more fun when you don't, like, start on the pole or when you don't get the lead so early. Like, they're a lot more fun if you're, like, in the middle of the field. And <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm leading every lap I can. Well, he already has. Like, he's yeah. kicking people's butt. Four wins. And going to a place where they're going to be really good this weekend for a doubleheader poker. Still, up. the company as a whole, super yeah. fast, man. super fast. Like. So,
0: how you know going to Nashville after gosh how many years? How how what was it like from a fan standpoint? I saw a few tweets about traffic trying to get into the track, which we talked we'll talk about later. But you know, overall the the fan standpoint at track, what what did you guys think?
2: I mean, driving up to that place, it didn't look like it took ten years off. Yeah, I drove up to it and I was like, I was kind of expecting to see it run down a little bit. No, not a bit. It looked like we raced there last year. Yeah,
1: we talked about that when we went to the suite on Thursday.
2: Just you know how how much better up, up, it looked. It's been up like kept up really well. Yeah, I mean it, the paint wasn't faded. The garage areas looked good. I mean, I, I, I had it looked great. Yeah, I agree. I mean facility was fine
3: uh, even all the concession stands like i walked by them and looked at them they looked nice yeah. like they spent 10 million dollars on upgrades before we got there uh, and it I shows mean, they've only got bigger things coming i mean the guy told us they've got a four-year commitment to run races there and you know what i said to him was man i i love the culture when i go to las vegas because i feel like they try to bring the strip to the racetrack they've got the showgirls out there right they've got a lot of look and yeah. feel neon um, lights and stuff yeah they, yeah i mean just i feel like they do everything they can to, to really promote the culture and, and so based on the feedback that freddie and i got is they want to bring that nashville downtown culture broadway out to the racetrack so i think we're going to see a lot of upgrades there in the future and i'm excited about it man i think I mean, a again, concert they, on saturday night when would you got be sponsors that are dying to come do stuff
1: that's where we need to be they you know and they and they have the year and and there was there was Obviously, glaring issues with the concession lines and obviously the traffic we'll talk about. But, you know, they have a year to fix it. I mean, the, every time I look down, I was going to go get something to eat myself. when I, I got there early Sunday morning, so I was going to wait, get something for lunch. I just couldn't do it. The lines were too long. It was backed up bad. Every time I look down at these tents, the lines are backed up bad. Hear rumors of they ran out of water at some tents. So, obviously, they've got to make adjustments and maybe just allowing coolers. is. So, we got to stop saying we're going to talk about it later. Let's talk about it now.
3: There's no reason to wait. You can't look. I pull another racetrack on Saturday morning. Okay. I get to the racetrack perfectly fine. I'm about the 25th car in line. I'm actually on a bus with 30 guests. And there's a dude standing at the road where you turn into the property. And that dude wants everybody to give him $10. Do you realize how long that's going to take? I've run an event at Elliot Sadler's house. It was called the Barn Party. We had 3,000 people come to Elliot's barn. Do you know the number one thing we wanted to do when we got them there is get them the off the road? And what these guys did was had people at the road literally taking up money. If you're going to charge people to park, here's what I suggest you do: put it in the price of their ticket. So number one, you don't have to do that. Number two, if you're not going to do that, you're going to actually charge per car. Let them go park and then take their money. You can't do it the way they were trying to do it. So on Saturday. Being 30th in line and seeing how long it took me because there was one lane turning into the track and one dude taking money, and it took forever, and I was like, holy cow, this is going to be a huge problem as the day goes on today. It's going to be an even bigger problem tomorrow, and here's why. This place was built for 25,000 fans. They then added grandstands to expand it to 40,000 fans. So now you have two problems. You've got a road and infrastructure system built, and now you've doubled the capacity that you're going to let come in there. So from a parking perspective, I was told they stopped taking up money. Obviously, we saw the 10-minute delay. That could have all been avoided with a little bit of planning and a little bit of common sense.
1: And I don't even know that it was only the parking fees because I looked out the backstretch one time, which is the way a lot of us went in, and there's a three-lane – you call it three-lane – a two-lane with a turning lane in the center road, and they're using one lane – of that road to come into the racetrack, so a five lane highway. Yeah, essentially, like because we see if you go to uh Loudon's an example, that's what I was going to say. They, they got to figure they out. They throw cones up everywhere, and you've got six lanes on a two lane road to work with. Loudon is by far.
2: There's one way in, a la- one way in, and one way out. There's yeah. one road that goes by that racetrack, and they open when it's time for the race. Before the morning, it's three lanes in, one lane out. And when it's time to leave, it's three lanes out and you roll out of there.
3: Like, you don't, when you think aloud, I don't ever think like, oh man, Travis going to be terrible here. And- Na- Nashville will get another chance at this. And let me tell you something Kentucky never did. When they screwed up Kentucky, the very first race we went out there, fans said, F- you were not I'm coming never, back. Yep. They never got another chance. We were standing on the roof spotting the race. We were about halfway. People still weren't parked in those parking lots. And they had to then say, uh oh, we got a problem. You can't come to the racetrack. you got to leave because we got to get an exit plan going for after the race. So people weren't allowed to come and park and watch the race. So fans said, screw you, we're done. Nashville will have a second chance. Nashville, however, doesn't need to stay quiet on this matter. Eric Moses and his team need to come out today or tomorrow and say, hey, guys, we hear you, and we're going to fix these problems. You can't run out of water. All right, first of all, you said no coolers. You can't run out of water at lap 40 during a race. At half your concession stands and have other the other concession stands with a 45 minute wait they did a drone shot of the grandstand area it was slam packed but holy cow the lines of the concession stands that same
1: drone shot i bet they were 150 people deep there was tents i could see from the roof you could see tents behind those uh the new grandstands in turn four off of turn four and there was i don't know five or six tents set up that we see everywhere you know with food and drinks and no matter what point I ever looked down there, it, you could not see the end of the line. It would run into the grandstand. So it's just, like we said, it, it's, it's uh, an that eye-opening walk experience. Up, get what you want, walk out. Like I it,
0: think this is obviously a learning experience. Yeah. This is the first
5: time. Yeah, we don't time. have time to learn. Well, we,
3: we talked about on this show, you better have a post-COVID plan, right? You better have something figured out to have people back at the racetrack, have them have a great experience. Is this sell sellout? People, hell yes. yeah, it was a sellout, 40,000 yeah. plus. People wanted to come to the racetrack. Look at Texas, 30% increase in ticket sales from a 2019 All-Star race in Charlotte versus Texas. That means people want to come. What are they doing? They're about coolers and standing at concession lines. NASCAR is a sanctioning body. They don't own these tracks. They don't own Texas. They don't own Nashville. But they've got to get involved in these discussions because... We're getting momentum again. I just said sponsors want to go to Nashville. We had new sponsors at Nashville. I, I was a part of two small ones myself. But what you what you can't have is people having this bad experience, and you lose that momentum. You can't say, oh, we didn't know this was going to happen. You didn't let them bring coolers in. Where did you think they were going to get their f-ing drinks from? Right? you got to have common sense, and I hate to say this, but this is still a NASCAR event. It's not a Nashville Super Speedway event. It's at Nashville Super Speedway somebody's got to get involved and fix this. We can't have this go on all summer long. If we're going to run these races in the south during a day where it's 100 degrees out, you better get a freaking plan and you better get it this week because if I have to come on this show again next week and hear people fussing about we can't bring coolers in and we can't get drinks, you're going to lose them. And guess what? We're going to screw this momentum up. All Sorry, right. that was like a rant segment. I mean, clearly. Weeks in the past. But, I mean, I'm serious. Too many positive things going on to let one issue, which is a 16-ounce bottle of water that I'm holding, be a problem.
0: Well, I have to give a shout-out to NBC, though, because their coverage was spot-on this weekend. I mean, starting out, like, their graphics package was great. I don't know, Jason, I think you – I'm sure you watched it.
5: It was very good.
0: Yeah, it was great. So, How shout was out to Junior? Them.
3: Was he good? Was he rusty? I thought he – I didn't get to see pre-race with him and Paisley, which is unfortunate because I'd have loved to have watched that. Um, but, but man, uh, they did a good job. You know, yeah. I, I text Jeff Burton before the race, and, and I literally said, hey, man, call it like you see it because I'm still upset about how the booth handled that Ross Chastain incident at Sonoma. You know, you can't have a guy doing what he did and the booth not say. All they did was say, "Why well, how about Chastain? Is that going to be a penalty? When it wasn't a penalty, the booth's got to call that. Your your job in the booth is don't lie to the fans. Um, and, 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 look, yesterday was awesome coverage, Uh a lot of good content and and you could tell they'd been working hard to get ready for their first race and man it was a doozy.
0: Before we get started let's hear a little bit more our amazing presenting sponsor OfferPad.
4: Hi, we're OfferPad. The new way homes are sold. The one stop for every type of home seller. At OfferPad, you can sell instantly, letting you skip home showings altogether. Plus, you get to pick your closing day and we'll even throw in a free local move. Just go to offerpad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great cash offer within 24 hours. Accept the offer, and you're sold. Home selling doesn't get any easier. Or, if that's not your style, let Offerpad list your home, so we can partner to maximize your investment. Listing with Offerpad comes with tons of free services. Free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. OfferPad can even advance renovation costs to help update countertops, carpets, and paint so you can maximize your home's value. And this is just the start of what's possible. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. Terms and conditions apply. Real estate brokerage services provided by OfferPad Brokerage, LLC. Equal housing opportunity.
1: Hey, doorbupper Clear listeners, are you looking to buy or sell your home? Well, our friends at OfferPad are eager to
3: help you out. That's right. The market's hot right now, just like the temps outside. And you can get a competitive cash offer from OfferPad.com in just 24 hours. TJ, tell them how to do it. Well, you start by logging on OfferPad.com and fill out the five-minute
2: form about your home. OfferPad's real estate express will then get to work on your offer. Within 24 hours,
1: that offer will be in your inbox. What you do is you take that great offer. And as a bonus, if you're moving locally, enjoy a free local move. Make sure you ask for TJ and Brett as your
3: movers. As long as you've got a case of beer, I am down. Go get an offer on your home today at OfferPad.com.
2: When asked what you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you.
0: Shall we spot on, spot off? First topic is for Freddie. Assault and battery charges against Chase Elliott's spotter, Eddie DeHunt, dropped... And he returned to the spotter stand at Nashville, spot on, spot off.
1: Man, it was great to see Eddie back there. I saw him Saturday during the Xfinity race. Um, went down there, gave him a big fist bump, big hug. Uh, just obviously, like we talked about on here, finally the truth comes out. This lady was full of the whole time. Uh, turns out she had multiple cases that were dropped also because of this, you know, this the the lack of evidence, and she just just not very good people. Um, but the, hopefully. You know, and and I hope in return, Eddie. She tried to take away Eddie's livelihood and put Eddie in a really bad spot. And you could tell just talking to Eddie, he's been through hell. He had for some the dark last, hours. He's been through hell for the last whatever it has been three, four weeks. Uh, and and I hope there's some repercussions for them. I hope I hope some some damage comes to their livelihood. Uh, first of all, I'm happy for Eddie. You
3: know, uh, uh, if there's a way to clear your name in today's world, and I don't know if there is a way, but I think he's certainly uh, proven that, hey, they didn't, you know, this was this was BS charges. Um, as we suggested you guys do, go read the Yelp page of the company uh, where the accuser uh, worked or owned, and there was a lot of shady-looking things that were uh, on that business profile. Um, I still have a struggle, though, and I talked to TJ about this. TJ came by our – a solution Solution suite, and, and we were just BSing on Saturday. And I'm like, all right, so TJ, you go to the bathroom. You walk out of the bathroom. A lady looks at you and screams that, you know, our dude, doesn't matter, screams, hey, he, he hit me. Um, are our race teams and our sanctioning body going to just leave us out to dry? And this is where we differ. If you look at other sports, they have players' unions. They have things that are in process to protect them. And we don't have that. And and, and that's what I'm most afraid of is now that we've seen this whole thing happen, if you're a Joey Logano fan and you can't stand Bubba Wallace, do you look at Freddie and holler, oh, my God, he hit me, and Freddie gets suspended for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks while we figure out what happened and we realize there's no video evidence. It was a BS accusation. Um, I hope that that everybody learned from this. Uh, I I know Eddie – I mean, look, I, I text with him throughout the whole process. He and I have known each other a long time. He had a lot of dark days, a lot of dark nights, and uh, this this weighed on him and his family. I'm just glad he can put it behind him and move forward with it and and try to clean up his reputation. and 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 look, I am the biggest anti-touching a female you ever meet. I've never laid my hands on a female, and if I see it happening, I'm going to intervene on their behalf to help them. Uh, but we can't have literally false accusations take people down like this.
2: Yeah, I'm a uh, spot uh spot on for that being over and you know the truth coming out and. Like you said, man, Eddie went through some some dark times there and you know, really uh, he <laughs> you know, he didn't do anything, you know, and he had to miss races and it's not fun missing these races. I've missed a couple in the last 17 years. I've missed you know a few, but and it's not fun. You know, I was in the hospital, but it's still not fun missing them. So I'm spot on for it being over. Still, you know, he uh, he still um hopefully you know everyone that that just you know sent out them tweets mean stuff in the beginning can hopefully they send out nice ones after this they won't send out nice ones
3: and that's where we're in a unique situation is we have so many companies and brands that touch these teams and and they get nervous um and and i get that i I respect that but at the end of the day eddie dehant was able to tell his story privately to his friends to his family to his race team and to NASCAR as to what happened, and it's like they just ignored the whole thing and said, "Oh, she made this accusation. Boom, you're definitely suspended," and and that could have been life altering. I mean, it it was life altering, but it could have been yeah. it could have altered a lot more than just a month
2: of his life. Yeah, and there's things people don't know that he was going through. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, the general public's not going to know no. that that happened to him during this. That that aren't fair. That aren't right. And You know, I'm just glad it's in the past now. It's great to see Eddie back and, you know, doing back at work and contending for wins on Saturday. Right, ran really good, was fast again on Sunday. So, glad to see him back and hopefully we can put this behind us and move on.
0: Spot on, spot off. Silly season is officially underway as College Racing announced it purchased two charters from Spire Motorsports to start a cup program in 2022
2: spot off on um, brett for not telling us this last week
0: yeah seriously brett what do you think <laughs>
2: he didn't tell you guys <laughs> uh, he had an opportunity he's all oh, i think is gonna take off next week
3: uh, <laughs> oh really <laughs> um look at this from two angles right uh i mean we're, we're all heavily entrenched into the sport if if you're spire motorsports this is a home run for you right so spot on for them on the business side we talked about it on the show last year They own three charters and didn't even own any race cars. And so the business model, which they pursued, uh, obviously worked extremely well for them to be selling off two charters at one time and to be able still to retain one. And I see people saying, oh, this is great. They'll take this capital and, and use it to fund their other team no, that's not how that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, you, you use sponsorship to fund your team. You don't use your existing capital because that's how you go out of business. To, to all you people tweeting that, it's unfortunate you don't understand how so this Dickerson works. So Dickerson bought an island. <laughs> but I'm trying to help you. Um, but but spot on to, to Aspire from the business side because obviously a huge profit center for them the way they've done this. But look at the Cog Racing side. Um, who wants charters right now? Talk about Dell Junior. Talk about Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. Talk about Pitbull and Trackhouse. There's all these talks to all these really high profile people, and this really wealthy guy named Matt Colleg went out and secured not one, which we we thought we saw one coming, not one charter, but two, two charters. Um, so I'm going to tell you, if you're Trackhouse, if you're Denny Hamlin, if you're anybody else that was actually trying to get this charter, and look, Trackhouse was leasing this charter this year. So yeah. you would kind of think they had priority. Not not so fast, as Lee Corso says. Here comes Matt in and Chris Rice in, and, and they go out and buy these two charters. And holy cow, talk about a way to come into the Cup Series. Now you've got to go out solidify the sponsorship. you got one driver nailed down. Obviously, there's room for a second charter. People are saying, AJ will drive the second charter part-time. If we go back to qualifying and practice – They don't have to use A.J. for that charter. A.J. can make those races on his own accord. So I think a lot of different things, a lot of different doors can open. And from a spotter's perspective, before I pitch this to the other guys, this will change the spotting game too because Chris Rice was a former spotter. Chris Rice takes a lot of pride in hiring good spotters and having guys up there that he can trust, that he thinks can win. You're not going to see Justin Haley come in at College Racing with a spotter that's not – cemented into the sport as a good guy so i think i think it changes a lot of things you uh i'm not hinting that's going to be brett griffin no (laughs) Uh, i I I was gonna ask that whole part-time thing he mentioned i'd love to stay on that if if that's possible so
2: what you're also saying is rick ware is gonna have a hell of an IndyCar team down the road (laughs) (laughs) i mean it could i mean obviously you got to give it to these guys that got the charters man and and did this and played this game man that's a super smart move by them uh, you know, Spire, even Rick Ware—that's brilliant. Uh, track, I mean, I I'm mean not we, track. what's the double zero? We heard Starcom. Com,
1: yeah, I mean, we've heard that they have been throwing around numbers in the eight-figure range for their charter, and, and that is—that's—that's that's ten million. TJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh We've heard they and, turned it down. Yeah. Um. Jeez, so, oh, man. I, you know, and. Yeah, no kidding. Daytona
2: 500 winner. I mean, just why not? I mean, just keep. <laughs>
1: you talk about anybody, like you talk about just the ripple effects here. Like I had talked to you about, you know, Trackhouse is leasing a charter this year. There's been rumors that they're going to have a second team next year. And I said, well, that makes sense because then they can continue to lease a charter, maybe move it over to whatever their second car is going to be, and then buy a charter for the 99 because you can't, I'm pretty sure you cannot lease. A charter, the same charter twice. twice. So we're like, oh, you can do a little shell game there and move it around. Well, guess what? Now you can't do that now because that charter's gone. So maybe that, you know, that might affect their plans for the second team. But just like you said, you know, and one of the guys I think was a genius yesterday was BJ McLeod because he comes out and he says, I'm not selling my charter. So you know what that did? That means you better not lowball me because you're not getting it. I already. Whether or not he does or does not want to sell it, he's he's putting his foot in the ground that I'm, I'm not giving this thing away for sure. So, um, you know, it's just a lot of, you know, silly seasons kind of ramping up. We, we've we heard some rumors through the through the great find of some guys going some places. GMS pops out of nowhere. I didn't see that coming where they're going to go cup racing. Like what? What are
0: you hearing? Yeah, yeah. I, I need to know more about the silly season yeah. stuff. What rumors are
1: you hearing? Yeah, what are you hearing? I don't know. never you know. There's some stuff going on. Uh, I mean, who, I mean, obviously you hear the same stuff all over the place. Kurt Bush is probably the most sought after free agent, quote unquote. Um so, so if he's le- going to be your teammate, maybe it's possible. He might come to the 23. <laughs> he maybe that's a guy I'm sure Trackhouse would love to get over there. Um, you know, so then that opens up the one ride. Who goes in the one ride? Maybe you're looking at a guy like Zane Smith. Um, you know, maybe one of these young guys got money. Somebody's got to go over there. Somebody's got to bring money to Ganassi because I feel like they're they had they had a ton of speed yesterday, but they they need an influx of sponsorship. Um, so you, you see a lot of a lot of dominoes going to start falling in line here. as was through the get through the summer, but it's uh, it's starting to ramp up here a little bit for sure.
0: Do we think with this whole charter issue of there being only so many charters and so many people wanting them what what do you think NASCAR will do or do you think any any I don't
1: think NASCAR can do I mean they could the only thing that they could do is enforce the the what is it the bottom three rule yeah Um, which we know who that is yeah um so they can enforce that where I I have to go back and check the rule but if you're in the bottom three of the charter system for x amount of years consecutively I think they can take your charter from you um and then we've talked about on here before I think 2024 the charter agreement runs out so maybe there's Major changes coming in two or three years, but we don't know until we get there. So it's just gonna be interesting to see. Like the it's right now the the haves want the charters and the have-nots have them.
2: So it's kind of a good time go? because you know it seems like this new car is picking up some steam. People are wanting in new facilities. You know we're talking about even more new facilities next year. So seems like uh, you know I mean it's
3: exciting. I don't think people understand how the the charters look. The three of us could have gone out and bought a charter and we could have bought a charter for say two to $4 million. Okay. And the way that the purses are working right now, the, pur- the purses used to be published. Okay. We used to know exactly how much was paid out to every single car. What they do with this charter system is they stop that. And the guys who have the charters get paid more than the teams who do not have the charters. Okay. So if you are a charter team and let's say you're guaranteed to make $4 million a year, um, if you run dead last, like a Rick Ware, and you have a $2 million charter, well, what that tells you is there is a, a, a model that you can create to race on $2 million and put another $2 million a year in your pocket, and after three years, you've paid your charter off, and now you're sitting on something with a lot of equity in which you can sell for now $6 million plus is what we're hearing That's the business model, which I'm just laying out. Obviously, every single situation is different, just like every single spotter that's on the roof got there a different way. But that's kind of how the economics of these things can work. Um, But the supply and demand of it is really, really off right now. But you also have guys like Richard Petty Motorsports sitting on a charter that they're willing to sell, but they want you to keep Richard Petty's name. So is Freddie Kraft going to buy it and put Richard Petty's name on his charter? Not if he's got a big ego and he's wealthy. If you're Dell Jr. and want to build your brand, you don't want to call it Richard Petty Motorsports, right? So there's a lot of things going on out there uh, on the business side that are intriguing and and interesting. And at the end of the day, no matter what you think, one organization landing two of these in today's climate is huge on the business side of the sport.
0: Freddie, this one's for you. Spot on, spot off, after his... First spin, Bubba Wallace. Said first spin, first one. First
1: spin. <laughs> we had a hell of a day yesterday.
0: <laughs> Bubba Wallace says they didn't clean up the effing rother parts Ping. on the front stretch. Yeah. Fing, effing Casey. pathetic. No effing. He said it right this time. We have effing races because they didn't do their job.
1: I think he was mad.
0: I I can't tell.
1: <laughs> it's hard. Um, you know, and, and to to Bubba's credit here, like so we. Our day yesterday was insane. Right from the beginning, I think it was the Blaney wreck was the first one, right? Or the wheel falling off the double zero was the first one. But the Blaney wreck, we are—I don't know—half a straightaway behind him maybe. And Bubba's like, something just hit the roof. Ooh. I was—I was like, ooh, what? So Bird? We, we look, squirrel? It's something. Must have <laughs> flew off of Blaney's car, hit the roof of our car. So it wasn't terrible. It was—it it was damaged, but it wasn't bad. Fast forward. Next wreck is the 77, blows it, breaks apart, cuts the 17's tire. Then something else smokes the roof. And this time it wrecked, destroyed the roof right above where Bubba's head is. So thank God it didn't go through the windshield. But (laughs) so then we fast forward, we go green again. Now we're running decent. We're running 11th, 12th-ish. And the 13 car has an issue. Don't know what his issue is. He's rolling slow down the backstretch, comes to pit road. And I hear NASCAR start like we talked about a couple weeks ago checking with their people around the racetrack. Do you see anything? Flagman, you see anything. So and so, do you see anything? Nobody calls out debris that I heard. So we're digging along here. Bubba said Bubba hits something on the front stretch and probably a brake rotor and cuts a left front tire or left rear tire and spins into the corner. And this is when he gets mad. He's like, Well, you know, how to know how, why is why are we racing with debris out here? And it's and he's right because as soon as Kip gets on the racetrack, he's like, Oh, there's debris all over the front stretch, you know, right here in the restart cone. That's that's literally what, 20, 30 yards to the right of the flag man? Like, the, I think a lot of the problem comes from people don't want to. Anytime when TJ can and you guys both can vouch for this, they go to these corner spotters and it's turn three, you got anything? Nope. Instantly look. like there's hey, no the way, way you, have t- you have looked thoroughly enough to every angle of your section if, and can still answer in five seconds. So like I know the goal is to not throw yellows, but at least take the time to look around, make sure before you just say, yep, we're all clear tower because it's happened numerous times where we're good and then Kip gets out there with the pace car and he's like, oh no, we got to blow this off over here because there's debris wherever." but just just take the time and, and do it right. don't do it fast.
0: TJ spot on spot off.
1: Uh, it's spot off if that's your car that gets caught
2: up in that. But this is – when you're having brake failures and stuff, this is the things that 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 happen from that too. And I'm, it's spot off for sure when you're an innocent bystander in it.
3: Um, Yeah, definitely. I mean, I hate seeing race cars get tore up like that for sure. Yeah, I mean, go back to Michigan 2000, practice, Elliott Sadler on the front stretch, his right rear he ran over – Uh, a piece of debris remember this and it spun around backwards and it (laughs) took off like an airplane and he proceeded to flip all the way down the front stretch in practice. I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen a car that high uh, flipping. And, And so when you have this situation where the track surface isn't safe to be racing on, someone is to blame for that. If it's something that's been going on for a while. And obviously if you've got guys reporting debris, NASCAR's looking for debris. Our friend, the Pace car driver, Kip, goes out immediately sees the debris. Um, there was some negligence there. So you got to own that. You know, I, I think what we got to figure out, though, man, is Bubba. We got to calm him down. He can't go out there and race and do his best if he's going to be this upset. Way to go,
1: Freddie. Where are you at? <laughs> Listen, we. You got flying, flying through your windshield, life coach. So, and it, like it only got worse because then we're under McDowell off a of turn two. Did and... you just call Freddie a life coach? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll be good. <laughs> yeah, we... Okay, didn't
2: something else hit your windshield earlier this year, or was it someone else? Uh, no, we had no. You hit my windshield this. year. No, it was year. John Hunter. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. that was John Hunter. At Char- where, that was at Charlotte. It hit John Hunter. Yeah, John yeah. Hunter. Yeah, yeah. I did hit your windshield. That's true <laughs> too. landed on our windshield. Yeah. Damn,
1: Freddie!
5: Uh, you're like a magnet? He hit us too?
1: So, yeah. then, so then we. I mean, we're we're like kind of starting to salvage our race, get back in the top twenty, and we're we're going. Uh, what's his name? Alfredo's in front of us, and they're they're him and the thirty four are up top and we're on the bottom next to the 34, and the 38 gets loose, and the 34 just hangs a left and just knocks us down to the infield. I saw that. And as he's spinning, Bubba's like, I'm f- there, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get rolling again, and we get three wide, and the guys on the bottom, I don't know, they didn't know we were out there. They wedged us in the fence. We saw that, too. And Bubba's like – All this was on TV, Bubba's Brady. like, oh, my God. He's like, how's the dog look? Is the dog okay? I'm like, yeah, but we're never putting him on there again because everybody wants to hit him. We're going to have to pipe some country music into your radio to just keep everybody no, calm. Or needs,
0: like zen, like He needs like yoga. Mariah Carey.
1: That's what we have Mariah Carey's Mariah picture of Carey. in there all oh, the yeah. time. Oh, I've seen that picture. But yesterday so was just yeah.
2: – So after Talladega, did we change that that saying – Sometimes you're the bug. Sometimes you're the windshield. Sometimes, you're the, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you're, the you're the car. Sometimes you're the windshield.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just yesterday. Was just one of those days where nothing was going yeah. right. I
0: thought there was. De- I mean, a lot of guys had debris. Larson. I feel like he had the whole concession stand on his grill. And the pro-
1: like. And you talk they about did. the debris, and not. And and we talk about like when NASCAR calls to these people, but it's also your job. Like, be doing your job before they come to you. Like, how do you not? You, they're, if they're all over the front straightaway, how are you not getting called in? How's it not getting called in? Or, like, just be scanning at all times. Don't wait for the tower to go, hey, turn three, you got anything? Like, it's just, it's unfortunate. And, and you, like you said, there's multiple guys. The 17 got his day ruined by flying rotor debris. We, we We were behind three or four guys that had rotors come apart. So it's just, it's a heck of a day. Next one's a good one. <laughs> yeah.
0: NASCAR didn't tell teams when they were choosing restart lanes to start stage three. And Kyle Busch says, I can effing call a race better than NASCAR's sorry ass. Maybe a... Spot on, spot
5: on. Maybe
3: the NASCAR guys were on Broadway Saturday night?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's very possible.
2: I, I mean, I don't care what Kyle says. I'm spot off for this because there was clearly a miscommunication. None of us, and when I say none of us, the entire roof drivers everything did not know i think they closed pit road and that was all that was said from what i remember and the flagman the flagman when we went under it the flag was out like not one to go not doing and the pace car lights were still on at that point you like this is like stage changing decisions we're making here with choosing lanes
3: and by the time so, we so got did, to it did, i was telling chase joey Elliot, they're not picking did chase Elliott drive from ninth to the front row because that's the text i got from Probably. another spotter Is i said when they said coming to the green that chase Elliott yeah. left like so p9 and just drove i didn't to the front. i saw here's what happened. here's i, I was, was
2: so frustrated i didn't see who went up there because but we got to the line i'm like we're not choosing because they had our, the yellow flag was out right the flag was not going one, one to, to go. go like i look at the flag the flag's out and the pace car lights are on and he's well, past the cone, so I'm like, We're not going. Sorry, you know. Otherwise, I was gonna go to the outside and do what Chase did, right? But I'm like, No, we're not choosing, so we just stayed in line, rolling around there like normal. No, then we're uh, we weren't even doubled up. Like, people start moving around the outside in the middle of one and two, like, Wait a minute, we're going green. What are we doing here? They're just driving around the outside. You have got to stop that at that point, get them single file again, and say, And do it like we got like you can't do that.
1: We so I was this is after something flew into my car, probably. So we're towards the back. <laughs> I blame so you. We start they're starting to choose and I I don't know if I heard one to go. We have one issue here and it's and it's one I don't want to keep picking on this guy, but there's one flagman for some reason right now that for 100 years the flag the yellow flags either been waved or been held out the entire caution and then when the tower usually down the back straightaway says one to go. The flagger rolls the flag up, and he either holds it up or holds it in his hand, rolled up. So you know it's if, one to go. You know it's one to go, and if you if you maybe didn't hear it, you know you guys are talking sometimes, so you don't hear everything. I don't think he knew if you, but, right but, here, yeah, but yeah, I know there's still saying. a problem because yeah. if you, this so there's one particular flag. We man, look at him we for some him. reason. If you because you that like that's your reassurance that we're on one to go. There's one guy that rolls the flag up every lap, for whatever reason. He roll around the racetrack, and then when you get to the line, if they don't call one to go. He starts waving it or starts holding it out again and it throws everything off. Well, that's stupid. So it's real dumb. And I've said something to uh our buddy Keeter, who's up there sometime. I'm like, you gotta tell that guy to stop doing that because that throws me off. I look down there, I see that thing rolled up, and I'm going to you or TJ or who's ever standing next to me. Hey, are we is this one to go? And they're like, Well, no, I don't think so. I'm like, Well, the flag's rolled up. So, you know, for whatever reason, I I've planned on reaching out to Kip or Tim or somebody this week to tell we gotta tell that guy he cannot do that. Stop, but please. I, I can
2: say, and I know what you're saying. In his defense in this situation, though, I don't think he knew. But he had it rolled up and he then did, let and it then go the,
1: when when we got to the one to go. So the
2: flagman to us is like sometimes coming to pit road, and it doesn't happen much, but sometimes that light will go out or something. And you've seen it. You've been it. And it doesn't happen much. It's like once every five, six years, something like that. But that light breaks. And you know what you go by at that point? The flagman. The flagman.
1: Like, so – and this could, and this potentially, I look at the flagman every time we go, and we I'm going to tell you something like this could potentially throw Tim off. Tim's Tim Berman's calling the race and he does a phenomenal job. And you know, if Tim, Tim, so just to take you through what our communication is on a restart, it's, you know, all right, pit roads closed. Send XXX and X and X, other wave rounds. Yeah, take these lap cars. You guys got to move them here. You know yeah. these lap cars got to like drop down back. back. You got to go. Behind, yeah, you got to go behind this guy. Uh, first lead lap car. You can come up behind this guy. So he's got a lot going on. So he may not realize. You know, did I say one to go? Are we? Did I say yeah. we're choosing? He looks down at the flagman and sees the flagger's got the one to go rolled up. All right, I must have said it. Okay, whatever. But it's a miscommunication on somebody's part. But I didn't know what was going on because I to your point about Chase Elliott. I'm I'm back there 20 something and I'm like all right we, you know we're going to be the numbers 14 or some <laughs> and I'm like why are one bottom two bottom three bottom four Everybody's bottom five bottom. I'm like uh yeah. I, I'm like now I'm looking up there like trying to try figure out what the hell's going on because like six guys just took the bottom That's the same thing it was and right fun of me I, I, I was that's like what, I saw. what the hell I'm like somebody cuz it was a two tire deal and I'm like somebody with no tires must have took the top and I was like I don't know what the hell's going on and then all of a sudden the roof like we had so much going on that I couldn't even pay attention I just knew that they were choosing in front of me, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess we'll, cho- you know, we're, we're here's where we're going. If the flagman the has the flag nuts. out, and he doesn't, and you're going underneath it,
2: it is an unfair. You can't and, do it. And yeah, like I had no chance to choose right there because the
3: flagman is doing this. So, so when they did say coming to green, what did y'all do?
1: We were free all, for all. We had a re- no. It was we were chose. We everybody had chosen. You couldn't move. So like the but outside no line was probably there was that. probably. What do you think? Was there ten cars in the outside line? That's
2: not really true though, because we got to the middle one and two, and none of us thought we were going in the middle one two. Then guys started driving around the outside. That's then we were what like, "I was told." Then we were like, "Oh wait, we're going green." So- then we're all yelling at Sokol like, "Hey, we didn't even choose." I mean, we the flag was out, the pace car lights were on. Kip had his lights still
3: on. He didn't even know. That's what I. So I got text from Spotters after race saying, "Oh my, did you see this?" And I said, "Actually, I didn't see this part of the race. I saw about it on Twitter or read about it on Twitter." Um and and the first thing that one of the guys said to me was Chase Elliott drove from ninth
1: in line to the front row when they said coming to the green. Yeah. None of
2: us would have given up the front row. By the way,
5: so <laughs> I
1: mean you never see never. It's almost never going to happen where you see three guys in a row pick the same lane. No. Almost never. Oh. And this was like six guys. Not even at yeah. Bristol. Yeah. And, and I was I'm like, the, I mean, I'm like, what's going on up there? It aggravates me because my I
2: look at the flag and the guy had it out. And that if the guy has the yellow flag waving, I am not choosing.
1: Because we are not getting one to go. So for whatever reason, and I, I still I have to go back and listen to there. I knew we were choosing. I don't know why I knew we were choosing. Well, they closed pit road. He
2: did close pit road.
1: But I was counting cars, so I knew we were choosing because I was thrown off by how many went to the bottom. But it, I might have just reacted to some guys cho- You know, like who, like Chase and whoever else it was. That's what I. That's what I did.
2: Well, he said he said what I remember hearing is pit road's closed, and then we got over there, and the flagman was like rolling it up, putting it out. Rolling, he didn't know, and uh, my, the. And Kip's pretty good, man. Kip's like, them lights in the pace car go off when he hits that line. We're going green. They were still on 10 car lengths past the choose comb. So I saw guys like starting to choose, and I'm like, oh, we're choosing. You. Take the bo-. You know, I, then I'm like, oh, never mind. We're not choosing. We're not choosing. Don't yeah. worry about it.
1: And we weren't to the line. I yet. think I think it was probably, if I had to give the benefit of the doubt, it's. Tim just assumed that he said it because he went through the rattle off of all the waves but and But when you got that else. many
3: people up there, that, that has oh, to raise no. some sort of red flag. So, so let me ask y'all this. Everybody how was over many there. Of, how many of y'all screamed at the officials? Uh, I didn't scream. I'm just
2: like, soccer. we didn't choose. I didn't want like A The lot. yellow flag was out. <laughs> A lot. Like, <laughs> and what, what were the officials doing, just staring at y'all? He was acting like he's talking to the tower. Acting but, or talking? Well, I don't know if he... I'm sure he was saying something, but like I don't know what but he was saying. But you couldn't hear him say nothing. Yeah, I, don't, I can't hear that channel. Oh, well, yeah, they had that private channel. That's not fair. We don't have private channels. But I mean, it, thanks like, to you. I wish they,
1: <laughs> I wish they could have seen the confusion up there because it's not just uh, and one it, person. At that point, it should have been waved off and it should have been just lined back up and shoes again. Well, we could
3: <laughs> about this all day, Casey. Keep us, yeah. keep us on pace here. This is a big problem. We we can't that, do this. That's again.
2: race
1: changing for some cars. Oh, absolutely. Like, Every car really, except the leader. Yeah, and chase.
3: So download the free Anchor app or
2: go to anchor.fm to get started. That's a n c h o FM to get started.
0: Spot on spot off Hendrick Motorsports hasn't lost a cup race in 41 days. TJ.
2: Hey, I mean, I I, I I'm spot off cuz I want to win, but and this is the way it goes. Guys put the work in, they figure something out, and they're these are the benefits of it. Man, you're fast. You win races. So racing's a circle. you know, I was it's a big circle, it'll go around and you know, hopefully we're next on the go back to the top. But I, I've been in the shop, I know how much work goes into it, and everybody's trying, they've done the work, they found a little something spot on for them guys,
1: but spot spot off for the rest of us. That's exactly what I had. Spot on for them, spot off for us. Yeah. Uh you know, and you look at Listen, the, I think one of the big advantages, and I don't think a lot of people realize, is Chevy was the last one to get a major body modification, and they were the only one, I think, to get one during this era of this 550 750 package. And then there was a parts freeze and a, and a, and a innovation freeze on everybody else for thinking we're going to the next gen car. So now they're just reaping the benefits. Not, you know, we've also heard, you know, they're up 10 horsepower on everybody now, maybe. Um, so last week it was like fifteen. Well, they gained fifteen. It was, Twitter but, says sixteen <laughs> because Freddie said sixteen. So it I'm was, like you they, people didn't understand <laughs> what he meant. The that we they gained sixteen. They were down about four, maybe five. So they're probably up ten on everybody now if, if you do the math. But you know, they they're just hitting on everything. and it doesn't hurt you have the best race car driver in probably the world out there driving him. Uh but they're all fast, you know, and it's and we even seen yesterday the forty two. Let me tell you, that forty two could it's haul fat, yeah. ass down the straightaways. It was handling on the straightaways. He's also rolling uh, the high side, so uh, he was going twice as fast. Yeah, he
2: that's was, one thing I like about this package: when you can run the top and you can get a run off of it, oh. like they fly on the straightaway. This
1: seven fifty package back at a at a pseudo intermediate track was just give me nine hundred, yeah, man. I, mean, I want give, give me more. Yeah, like six straight races,
3: Kyle Larson has finished first or second. In addition Boy, to that, yeah, he, also won a, he also won an all-star race. and, and So his seven, seven race? cup races in a row, the guy has not finished <laughs> worse than second. He's sitting on, right now, 32 playoff points. And I don't hear a lot of people talking about this. He's That's sitting awesome. on 32 playoff points. All right, he's going to get points for where he's at in the standing. It's either going to be first or second, the way it looks. This guy's going to have 50-plus points going into the playoff. And if he keeps winning and keeps guys like Martin Truex from not winning – then there's going to be nobody close to him in the points.
1: He has made up – I was talking with Lambert about this. Does he lead him yet? Leaving Talladega, he was down 153 points to Denny Hamlin. That was – I don't know, what was that, six, seven races yep, ago? Yep. Yeah. He probably. is now down nine. He's made up 144 points in – that, since that, since Kansas, basically.
3: And people are like, well, he should be leading the points. He's got all these wins. Well, he's not yet. But if he does take the, the lead and he has the regular season lead, there's another 15 playoff points he's going to add to that total. So essentially what I'm hinting at is if he keeps this
1: up, you go ahead and write his name in at Phoenix. If, he will be in the championship if race. If you want to talk about how dominant he was, and I'm sure TJ noticed this yesterday, we're getting down to the end of the race and everybody's talking about fuel, so he is oh. shutting his car off yeah. at the start-finish line to save fuel and is still faster than everybody. Wow. Like, I mean, Ch- Ross was probably a little bit faster going as hard as he could. But, like, I look down, he's he's catching us from behind. We had a bunch of damage. A late race caution. Ross makes that race interesting, Yeah, I he's think, though. But, I mean, he's two-tenths faster than Danny Ham would say, for example, at at, yeah. at the, shutting his car off. You know what I mean? It's like, what the hell is going this on is here? This is the bro? part
2: that we're, you know, where I where people, like, and nothing, Kyle Larson. You could put him in anything, and he's going to be—he's one of them guys. He's one of them guys. You, you're gonna—you could put him on a snowmobile, and he's going to go fast. You know, he just has that—just—just just has that ability. But you take a guy like that, and you put him in this car right here, unbeatable. Like you you see it. It's not that—it's not that, you know, Kyle Larson's just that much better at these cars than everybody else. You put—you know—you put a Denny in that car. You can have a lot of this. Look at Carvick. A couple of years, like nine wins. What did he have, Nine wins last year, or something? I mean, that's ridiculous.
1: You know, and listen, he's like what I just said earlier. He's probably the best race car driver in the world right now. I don't know how you could argue, and maybe maybe you put Lewis Hamilton against him. Nah. But, I mean, they also have the best. Shit. I mean, they have, like, William Byron's been running top five every race. Chase Elliott's up there top five every race. All the Hendrick cars, mainly. I mean, you know, I mean, Bowman's, here Bowman's, here Bowman's a little bit spotty compared to the rest of them, but, I mean,. But, if, but Bowman can be because Bowman's on what I'm,
3: he's sitting on two wins. Yeah, I know that's a, what I'm he, saying. He's got he some trying. Yeah, he can he's he's trying. he can try some stuff. That's the point.
1: Yeah. I well, think I'd try whatever Kyle's trying. Let me ask I'll you. I'll have this. whatever he's having. Let, let right. me ask you this. Like what what can NASCAR do I, cuz I see people all the time on Twitter, "Oh my god, this is ridiculous. They're cheating." Listen, they're not cheating if they were cheating, they'd get caught. But is Ish. is there going to be? Yeah, I mean, this is a NASCAR deal. No, in my opinion. Like this it's is it's us, up to us to catch up. Yeah. Like, it, this is where
2: we go to work. And it's listen, you can go and watch it. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it on SMT. You go in there and watch it. He just rolls into the corner. That thing just turns and carries speed. It's not that he has more ability to do that. It's just his equipment is working better. And you give a guy that's super talented like him a car that does that. Good luck. Yeah, we so. Stuart
3: Haas has been in left field. Point blank. Left field all season. Yeah. Eric, I mean, was, Eric with, was With okay, the exception but. of Kevin Harvick, Stuart Haas Racing has been a left field. Yesterday, they were very relevant. All four of their cars were in top. They were in the top ten. Honestly looked like one of them may have contention to win. Um, but as this thing plays out, it's like, hey, maybe it's not – I don't think Stuart Haas hit a, hit a miracle button coming into this week. But to me, it's like, man, maybe it's sitting bodies. Or, or is, does it mean it's more bodies? Like, it Yesterday told us something. But I'm telling you right now, y'all said, asked me a few weeks ago, could, could Kyle Larson win in a Stuart Hoskar? Hell yeah, he could have. Yesterday he could have won in a Stuart Hoskar. He's untouchable right now. This guy's on fire. He is not He's gonna, heating
2: up. Remember that a Jam dominate. game? He's He's not going to dominate. He's, right now he is. He's on he's fire. He's not going to dominate.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, Jesus <laughs> He's not going, he's to, not do, going to dominate in a Stewart-Hospital. He's led over 1,500 laps this year.
2: He's going to be very competitive. You're in talking about up. in a Stewart-Hospital. Yeah. Th- but look, yeah.
3: this is how good we knew Kyle Larson was all along. He's only had one good cup season in his career where he won multiple races. He won four races five years ago. And then he went back to his normal deal. He'd right-side it. He'd, he'd screw it up. Whatever would happen, he'd win one race a year. Kyle Let Larson's always out. been this good. <laughs> And guess what? He's going to be here for another 10-12 years and he's going to probably stay mad the whole time. So,
1: good luck. I'll I think you. we
0: need a uh, ga- drinking game That's you take a shot every time you say Kyle Larson on the show.
1: I no <laughs> sh- drink up cuz Kyle Larson, I think think that you know. And I listen, we've given him enough crap about it on here. But TJ might have been right. I think it took Larson about a month to figure this package out because now he lost a couple races back then. Now where he's just going to win win the
3: second race of the year till he crapped the bed on that one. I will say that don't count.
2: Oh no, he was actually he was going to win that one. But uh, (laughs) like this is just you know, I personally didn't see these these this car being this strong. I knew they were going to be competitive, but. You didn't see any of them guys do this last year. Hey, and, and credit so. to Cliff Daniels. Man. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, no, that's guy, their, I mean another
1: guy that's just Kyle might write. He he might take Cliff Daniels right to the Hall of Fame. Here, I mean, they keep this pace up. Yeah, he's. This is well, he, Freddie and I ate
3: dinner at the same place that Kyle Larson did on on Saturday night. I must not eat the yeah, same. We must not <laughs> have had the same. <laughs> did not get the same stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I mean, I ran into Priest on Friday. And then he won the truck race right I was like, I'm hey, like, see? We ran a pre on Thursday yeah. at, uh, at Old Red for a little while. It's cool to see them guys downtown, though. I mean, Denny and Kyle are, are out having dinner the night before the race on Broadway at Justin Timberlake's new place. Like, that's what NASCAR needs. We need those guys back out in public. Man, it was awesome. Yeah. Great, I, uh, great weekend. I you know.
2: do think there's an opportunity, like, just kind of off topic here to do more things, you know, as it gets safer for the drivers to be more involved with, you know, like, I don't, I don't I mean, I know it's.
3: I miss autograph session
0: things how, like that. Like, how have a, have have drivers been doing more appearances? I hear a few.
3: It's still really, really, really being super cautious, you know, and, and for obvious reasons, the liability part of it. Um, the sponsors, Casey, as you know, they don't want to have an event and have a driver come and actually get COVID from their event, right? So, so COVID is still a thing. Um, you know, a lot of drivers are vaccinated, but a lot aren't. You know, um, so. It's it's a fickle ground. If a guy goes out on his own personal time and gets it, it's like oh well, he shouldn't have done that. But if you get it on your company time, right. man, that's a tough deal. So Jeb was able. Jeb's been vaccinated. I publicly said so on his Twitter when he did. He came up to the suite for the first time since the pandemic started um, and and did a quick Q and A. We did not do pictures with everybody. We did not do autographs. It literally was came in, gave him his space, did a Q and A, sent him out of there. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just going to keep getting better. If you get to if you want to wonder what COVID's like. Go to Nashville, Tennessee. It is a sea of people. Insane.
0: Spot on, spot off. Chase Elliott was disqualified from his 13th place finish because of five loose lug nuts. He then tweeted, if it had come off and we crash, would we then get to keep our stage points? Honest question. Brett.
3: I don't know how you have five lug nuts loose unless the guns broke. <laughs> I mean, unless the guns broke, yeah, and we do we do have guns that break. And sure. the, again, the teams don't own these guns, so they could have had a faulty gun. Um, but five loose lug nuts is is insane. Chase's question is fair. Um, Bob Pocarsten says that if if it's deemed you you know did it the wrong way, we can kick everybody out for a month, which is again insane. I don't know when anybody would intentionally leave a wheel loose. Um, so the fact that that they're even talking about that is insane. But um, it would have been better for Chase Elliott to have to have spun out in terms of where he finished and, and where he finished. You know, it won't make a difference whether or not he makes the playoffs. He's going to make the playoffs, but it does make a difference where he starts Pocono. Um, so, just an unfortunate situation. But somebody owes us an explanation as to why five lug nuts were loose.
1: So let's. I mean, I mean, you could pull the curtain back a little Did bit. Did Quinn House team go down there and pit this car <laughs> under caution? The same team that might have been—I don't don't think that's what happened though. But listen, let's—I mean, (laughs) like I said, we could we could pull the curtain back here a little bit. They only check the lug nuts at the end of the race, so everybody on pit road games the system a little bit, and you're probably only hitting four all race long until you get to that last pit stop, and you know, okay, this is probably potentially our last stop where we're gonna—we better make sure we got five on. We don't want to find. We don't want to lose a crew chief. We just saw Denny Hamlin pitted. At the end of the race, Danny Hamlin just pit at the end of the all star race because he had two missing We've lugs. That. I've done that before, because, as well. and he didn't want to lose Chris Gabart for this race this weekend. Um, so you know, maybe if you know, you know, they're they're, they're they're you, you pit at that point thinking you probably can't make it to the end, so maybe you realize you're thinking I got to come back for fuel anyway. This is just another pit stop, that's not my last one. We don't need to hit them all here. And you, instead of getting the full run, you only get three. Now the wheel's loose. It vibrates loose. And that's how you end up with all these lugs loose. Um, it, but, you know, it's just part of the game. It's how it's always been. If they want to crack down on it, maybe they need to go back. I mean, I remember we used to get, when there was officials in every box, if you left with a lug missing or a lug loose, they made you stop or come back right then and there. There was no, we're going to check at the end of the race. Um, so maybe if they if they want to crack down on it more, that's a the way they can go. But nah, they're I, not going to do that's that. money. So... You know, but listen, that's part of the game. If now to chase his point of the side of it, a DQ is a DQ. You know, it, it's not it's, – it is what it is. You're disqualified. That means you lose all points in finishing – you know, you're, you're, it used to be all points and all money for that event. I don't know. It's probably the same, not the same now with the charter system. But, I mean, but that's – But if he spins out and a caution comes
3: out and he comes down pit road and gets four new tires – Nobody ever knows they were loose, is oh, no. his point. So
1: he'd have been better off to have wrecked. 100% would have been better off, to, but if, if not wreck. He can't wreck because if he loses that wheel, and, and they deem it's because of that, his crew chief's gone, his pit crew's gone for like a month. Yep. Like So month. you can't wreck, like he said, but you can you know, you know, can pit.
2: I mean, pit. Look, there's nothing, and I, I get it, he's frustrated with it, and he should be. I mean, it, he drove his tail off yesterday, and they all did. You, you race that hard then you don't you know you don't get anything from it it's, it's not fun but you know they got to – wheels come off that's bad obviously bad. that wheel dangerous. i mean that's very dangerous so that's why and they don't play around with it no. so that's why you know we've had guys pit and i don't know if they knew about it beforehand i'm guessing i don't know i mean if they wouldn't if he knew about it i'm sure allen would have pitted him i'm yeah, guessing there's
1: no way that they knew and stayed out yeah just knowing that Unless they knew and they thought they had one, you know, because I'm sure he was – I don't know. I didn't go back and listen to it yet. But I'm sure he was talking about a vibration of some sort because you can't have five loose lugs without a vibration. Would Um, you you rather get
3: DQ'd and get to keep your crew chief at Pocono or would you rather have the the crew chief suspended and you finish 13th? A DQ. Nope. Suspend
1: the crew chief.
2: Uh, depends. What's the, the, what's depends the suspension, TJ? We know depends on how, well, we the, 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 depends on how you ran. I mean, if depends on how you ran. If you had a stage win, I'm probably going with. And the, he had a stage win. I'm probably taking the stage win then. That's um, a playoff point he gave up. So yeah, I'm probably I'm probably taking any point I can get at that point. You know, you got so, to. So when
3: he's screaming loose wheel, and he was screaming it, well they should have pitted him. I would. Yeah, I mean that's the best call. They they, you, they, they, they they screwed up. They should have pitted him. Because they'd have kept their stage win, and they'd have still had a chance to get a finishing position. And
2: honestly, he didn't get – where did he end up finishing? Pretty decently far back, right? 13th. Okay. And, I mean, I'm saying if he pitted,
3: he'd probably what? One down, 20-something. Yeah, low 20s probably. I mean, that's better than – You're going to get points, and you're going to keep your playoff point, and you're going to keep your crew chief in that situation. So once, as this went down, strategy was bad. Wrong call. Yeah, you got to pit
1: him. I mean, if they knew. You have to. Yeah, if you if you like I said, there's no way they didn't have some kind of vibration. So if they had that and they didn't pit, that that's on them. Yep.
0: Spot on, spot off. Adam Stern reported that NASCAR has made significant progress recently to sign a new manufacturer. Honda.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Freddie.
1: I mean, good. I mean, new money coming I mean, in is good. Right. Can you clear your throat again? <laughs> uh, hot. Hot. A little bit louder. <laughs> right, did you just get a Civic? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did not. <laughs> um, but anytime you had this coming in, you know, another manufacturer brings more money, brings more competition, That there's, there's no way it's bad for the sport. No, I agree. Spot on. Big spot on. I hope this happens. I hope multiple
3: manufacturers come in. What a great time for a manufacturer to come in when we're essentially buying common bodies and common chassis from an outside vendor. Uh, come in, develop your engine package, hire you some drivers. Uh, what what a great time to, to to make that happen. I hope
1: we see it happen. Let me ask you this. Say they announce tomorrow that some certain car company that starts with the letter H is going to go cup racing. One, I'm assuming with the way the new car is going to be, they have to go straight to cup. We saw Toyota come in in trucks, but yeah, you yeah. would think with the way this car, what's the earliest you think you see him? Holy cow. 24? Yeah, I was going to say 23 if you said it tomorrow.
3: Um, just because of how easy it's going to – well, I shouldn't say easy. Because everybody – so I don't know if this has been made uh, or what we've talked about on the show. Before Casey can buy a cup chassis, Brett has an opportunity to buy one first. So before you can buy two – I have to have bought one. So when I say it's going to be easy to come in and do this, that not, that's not necessarily the case. But in terms of a common platform, I think that makes it be able to happen faster, Freddie, than what we used to see with teams come in or new manufacturers come in. I mean, when Dodge came in, they hired Ray. That was a whole big process. Toyota came in. They obviously had the Red Bull Alliance, the MWR play there, coming out of the truck series, doing things there. So it it is a long progress process. But I do think the common, you know, suppliers – make this go smoother. It's more efficient. It's more economical than, you, you know what your costs are. You didn't used to know. Like, you thought you knew, but as they're doing these budgets right now, they know what their costs are going to be with this new car.
2: Yeah. I, I, it's To me, it's exciting that, some, that people want in. And, you know, that's a good problem to have.
3: So, I th- uh, yeah, Adam, whatever. It does a lot for your brand. I mean, if you want to Americanize yeah. come to NASCAR. You who American? That's what Toyota did. I, I know, mean, but
5: that's, but who you, is it?
1: But who, you, you said that H word.
3: Oh.
5: <laughs> bleep that, Kia. Jason. Bleep K-K-K- that out.
2: <laughs> I want to see Kia come in here because what? you B- imagine we had like six or seven different manufacturers Dude, or whatever. It'd, be, it'd be awesome. We need we need bigger fields at that point. Yeah, it'd be I want awesome. more car. Imagine a fifty car field. <laughs> it'd be good awesome. Luck. That would be so fun at Bristol. Choosing means, this mean, lap, guys, green. going green in three laps. That means they need
1: fifty spotters. That'd be good for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, play the NFL. I, I man, can't I wait mean, to get Bernard Pollard getting ready to come on here, and I'm gonna we, hold on. Let me t- like I don't even know what to say. This was the funniest. dude shit. this dude scared was to scared death. to death in the flag stand? He's holding like, on. Somebody would like trying to get a picture with him, and he's like, "Are you?" And he would lean into the picture, but hold on to the railing the whole time, like. I can't wait. But Bernard Paul is going to join us right now to talk about his day yesterday, waving the green flag and his first experience at a NASCAR race. Please don't call him scared on the show. He might come through the screen oh. and attack us. Oh, he was
3: scared
2: to death. <laughs> yeah, we need to say. I'm going to oh. His nickname's
3: <laughs> Crush Boy. We can't call him
2: scared.
1: He's probably been trying to hit me anyway for like the last two <laughs> hey, years. Yeah, we need to line that up still because I'd love to see that.
0: <laughs> Can we? Yeah. this is
1: There's got to be something on the other side. He's got to get in a car or something. Yeah.
2: This Door Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com America's online headquarters for NASCAR
3: merchandise more than 20 years As Google's top rated source for NASCAR merchandise RacingUSA.com Has a wide assortment of driver diecast hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers.
1: For example, Brett, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 39 different drivers, including this weekend's Nashville winner, Kyle Larson's race-winning diecast.
2: RacingUSA.com is truly unique. They automatically discount items in your cart so you get the best price.
3: They offer free upgrades to expedited shipping. They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. And as an added bonus, you can
1: enter to win this month's $200 gift card. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years.
2: Really thought you'd show up here holding on to that rail still.
6: (laughs) Hey, Hey, sucker. Hey, I got, I got enough voice to knock you out.
3: <laughs> well, I didn't say you were scared. Freddie did. But, uh, no. Bernard, that's the first thing I told them when they said you were coming on. I said, look, if y'all call him scared and he comes through this TV screen, he's not going to kick my ass first. He's going after y'all. <laughs> no, you're ain't gonna.
2: you
1: not going to get me. I'm going to go stand on that flag stand. You won't get me up there.
6: <laughs> hey, you ain't got to worry about me going there.
1: <laughs> Let's start over here. Like, first experience, Bernard Pollard's in the house, obviously, guys one of our favorite people to have on the show every chance we get. But first experience this week, start start with just the going to the racetrack and then we'll get to, to you shaking up in the flag. I mean, waving the flags.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: hey, I'm going to be there in a day. And I'm you we need to have you here
5: nah, in the studio. A
6: segment,
0: to- a segment with you in the studio. That's I, all we need.
1: I know where to go it's now. Exciting. I'm good.
6: <laughs> Man, it... So, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm still trying to digest what took place. I mean, for me, it was my first race, and we've talked, we've all talked before, and you guys know I I came on this thing late at 35 years old to give racing a try, uh, and fell in, I fell in love with, uh, fell in love just watching TV. You know what I mean, and. To go to a race, I saw commitment. Um, And when I say commitment, I'm talking about the fans. Um, I'm there at 10, 10, 15, I believe it was. And the fans, I went over uh, where the RVs and and all, it was like six or eight different, you know, RV sections. And to go over there, it was awesome. uh, To see the fans cornhole, it was almost like tailgating, Right. And so I've never lived that life before. So playing football, I've always, you know, from the hotel, you know, in the gates and go to the locker room. I never saw it from this, from the side. So to see it from that point of view, uh, to talk with Al and to Jim, we went over there to their RV and man, to talk to so many different race fans who, who root for different drivers, but at the same time, they're like, yo, we here to have a good time and to talk you know, mess and, and 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 have laughter and break bread together. So that was awesome. I had a couple of police officers stop me and, and was just like, yo, we follow you on Twitter. Like, <laughs> thank you. Like, this is awesome, right? So all of this is before. So I go down and I enjoy the fan experience. I'm fans just yelling at me. And I'm looking at, you know, old people, young people. It was so, just so, it blew my mind uh, to see the commitment from fans just sitting there on the steps waiting for the race to start. It was hot as all get out as well. You guys were there. It was hot. And to see the commitment from that point of view. But then to see the technology, to see the competition, to see the, the pre the pre- uh, say pre-race, I was gonna pre-game, but pre-race things going on, talking with the teams, uh it blew my mind. It blew my mind, man. And uh, I was I was good before the race, and when the race started, it was just all. Oh, now I was scared in the tower. <laughs>
3: if you're scared, say you're scared. Uh, uh, we,
6: we can tell. I'm scared, brother. I ain't, no shame in my game. Now, if you want to fight me up there, it ain't happening. But on ground,
5: I'm going to beat your tail.
1: <laughs> I look down, so they start. You know, our pre-race invocation starts, and it's. I, I see Bernard's in the flag stand at this point, and. They start with the prayer and he's got his he's he's got a grip on this railing. Like I thought <laughs> he was gonna bend the pipe. He's got a hold on this rail. But he's got we're praying, so Bernard's got his head down. So you know, we're praying. Well then we go into the anthem and, and Bernard's still got his head down and then the flyover Still head down, and then I don't think he ever picked his head up. Really long sure. prayer. <laughs> Why are you watching? Quit watching me, bro. Because <laughs> I needed I needed ammunition for today. You want to light me up across the middle? I got to come back at you here a little bit somehow. Um, but <laughs> um, I mean, I was texting back and forth with him, and he's he's te- I thought he was joking. He's just got he's like, dude, I got me a PVC pipe. I'm waving it. I'm I'm getting ready, and I was like, man, he's in. He's all in right now. <laughs> Freddie come
2: down to me, and he's like, look at Bernard down there. Look at him. He's holding on the rail. It looked like Wes Dude. Walker was coming over the middle carrying the ball, man. You were like,
6: oh, I'm look out. Hey, Wes could have scored, brother. I wouldn't <laughs> let go of that. Real. <laughs> but it, it was cool. Like, the guy – so the, the officials up there, first of all, I didn't even understand that they stay up there all race. And I'm like – or the entire race, let the just yeah. say. It was – I mean, getting up there, it was so cool watching the cars go by. I wanted to look up and watch the men and the women coming, you know, parachuting down or whatever. I couldn't do that. I couldn't look at <laughs> the planes. I, I, like, I, I was getting nauseous. And then at the same time, I was coming, you know, gathering myself. And TJ texts me, and I'm trying to text him from up there.
2: <laughs> one hand. you like, oh, I got one hand. This can't, uh, can't let go. I, I mean,
6: it's, but honestly, I, I recorded it. And, and 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 for and I say this and, and I hope you guys don't mind, but I'm real, right? Like, for any person that has not given racing a chance, um, you know, I know most of your listen your listeners are racing fans, but for I know I'm talking about my people from the hood, my my people, period. Uh, so many others that want to talk about how this this sport is not a sport, how everybody just go fast, there's no strategy. You know, I've learned that last year, but to go there, everybody may not have the same experience as far as getting being able to wave the green flag and do all these different things. But to be there, it was incredible. To watch those cars go by. I when I came down, I tried to stand by the fence and just take it in. I had I literally jumped back and ran. (laughs) I had to squeeze my ears so tight. It was so loud. Oh yeah. But it was so incredible. The fans, man, I'm taking pictures with. I mean, the fans high fiving. I got kids. What, like, oh, it was just crazy. One thing I did learn: never again. And forgive me, uh, you know, guys, gals. Next time I go to a, a track or a, a racetrack, I'm wearing a jockstrap and some doggone some shorts that allow wind through. It, I had swamp ass like no other. Uh, I saw you <laughs>
3: tweeted. You said I'm gonna lie to y'all. I got swamp
6: ass. It was bad. I was like, yo, everybody out here just embracing everybody hot. Like, people trying to be cute wearing these little clothes. And I'm looking like, I see your sweat marks on your booty crap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was crazy, man. But I, hey, I had a blast. Now, Freddie, I'm going to tell you. Now, hey, Bubba tried to big time me. I'm going to grab what? that little sucker
5: next time. Yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> he, was, he went by on a golf cart and I was like, what's up, man? He was just like, Yo. I was like, bro. Like, All, right. All, right, All right. Well, maybe you but can no, hit him. Good, you can hit
1: him instead of me then. I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait for your ride along one day. <laughs> that ain't happening. So I was going to say, I said, I, I was thinking about yesterday. I was like, man, it would be cool to get him up here, but I guess what you the, like, if the flag stand messes you up that bad, I guess we got no shot of getting you on the roof. <laughs>
6: yeah. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't happening, bro. It ain't, it ain't happening, but I will be at, I will be at more races this year. And, you know, for years to come. It was super exciting.
1: Where'd you watch um, the race from? Or I know so you probably bounced around.
6: Yeah. So I was bouncing around. I actually, man, I, I got an opportunity to talk with uh Mr. Hendrick. That was incredible. To, to 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 speak with that man, uh his knowledge, uh the things that he's done, like talking to me about his racers and the sport. That, like literally, like I said, Most people may not be able to experience the way I experience,
3: but. But a cool thing, Bernard, they actually, man, fans can. Like, we do a lot of cool access things that no other sports do. Now, do you get to do pit road every race? No. Garage pass every race? No. I mean, I've picked a lot of random people off Twitter over the years and given them garage passes so they can Mm -hmm. come in and experience. So, if you stay a fan long enough in our sport, you can meet our drivers, you know, and you can meet them at autograph sessions. And there's just so many ways to experience. When you go to Las Vegas, um, you can you can buy a ticket that literally is right above the garages, so you see yeah. everything going on in the garages. It's like we're zoo animals that weekend, man. They're looking through the windows yeah. at us and waving at us, like <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. So, so like you got obviously a little bit more behind the scenes um, in terms of waving the flag, uh, but man, it's not uncommon for fans to get that kind of kind of cool access. I got to ask you this though: you did all them cool things. What's the one thing that surprised you the most?
6: Um. The technology behind uh, the technology behind it, and I, I would say be like for me, like I, 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 the teams were telling me how the guys can take a lap, and then once they take that lap, they can come back and do a, like a simulation. They can see what's happening um, before they take another lap or whatever to test the cars out and everything else. What to look out for? I was blown away by just all the technology behind it and of course like playing football and like you just like you just talked about you know that access that fans have you know that ain't happening you can't come in the locker room you, you ain't getting out there by the players because I guess you know the, the owners in the NFL ain't allowing you to break that mindset of a player you know about to get ready to play a game but that tells you just the, the the mindset these drivers have that they can communicate with you one second and then the next second they in the car compete. And I'm just looking like that is that was just awesome. But like I said, the technology behind it. And just to be able to see the teams, the pit crew, you know, being able to – I'm like, yo, what position did you play? It was a bunch of linebackers, some guys that played linemen or or running back. And then like, they, they literally – the positions they carry in the pit crew is kind of similar to the positions they played on the football field. And I was just blown away at that. And just to see them interact and see the teamwork and that one guy got to go with, you mess one thing up, you know, they gonna you know, short memory, get through it. But then we're going to talk about it and watch film after driver leave. I was like, yo, like, this is mind blown, man. It was crazy.
3: I've seen your relationship grow with Ally and big hats off to those guys for for bringing you on as what I would consider to be somewhat of an ambassador spokesperson. spokesperson. What, what's that relationship like? What are the objectives? What are you trying to do for them and with them as it pertains to your social media and, and those types of things?
6: So, so B, I, 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 for for my relationship with Ally, first and foremost, I'm so thankful. Uh, and, and I wasn't looking – like, I'm a genuine dude, and I tell people all the time. I, I had to tell some fans, it was like, oh, this and that, and then even former teammates, I'm looking like – dude. I love this sport. I, I'm in it to be in it, but they saw they're like, yo, like we want you to come on and, and to be an ambassador. And, and I hate the word, I hate that, that label influencer because when you, you say the word influencer, you're an enforcer. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am an enforcer, but, but it's just like, I don't like that word because, People come in and they they're they're just in it to try to get as much as they can and I'm not I will I'm really not like I'm just looking like I'm, I mean at the end of the day I'm a businessman as well I'm not dumb we we can work business and do things but I love this sport and I love that they're allowing me to be me um, you know to be able to talk uh in their uh their foundations their programs with underprivileged kids you know in the classroom uh to be able to speak and do things in zoom uh with drivers with fans and to be able to allow me to go out in the fan zone because that's where i thrive anyways being able to be around people communicate and i want to see smiles i want to see laughter i don't care what you look like i don't care what color you are i'm not in it for whatever let's be together let's laugh and they're allowing me to do that. And big hats to Andrea to JB, the CEO, the CMO. Um, man, with Alex, like th- that dude is he's a guy who really doesn't talk much. And I'm looking like, bro, you ain't gotta talk much. I'll do all the talking, but I was threatening <laughs> them. He's looking at me like, bro, like I'm like, Yeah, I will kick your tail. And he was like, So he didn't know how to take it at first, And then me, him laughing and joking afterwards, but so it's just it's just been really a blessing for me.
1: Speaking of Alex, I heard you got a new lid.
6: Yes, bro. Um Putting that thing going, took me back to my playing days, putting on a helmet. Um,
3: Were you surprised by how light it is?
6: I I, I was. Now, I didn't know the visor came up. I don't know why I didn't know that. Like, I I felt dumb after they told me it came up. But um, it's really cool, Uh, really awesome um, to be able to experience that with him, to help design it, uh, to be able to have one with my name on it. Like, I brought it home yesterday. My kids went crazy.
2: Are you gonna uh, wear it when you I race?
6: No. <laughs> 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 hey, y'all suckers got jokes today. I'm telling you how are <laughs> showing <what's> <laughs> up. So do tear that studio up. It's only man.
0: because you're not here. If yeah, you were we here could, to do we, a yeah, lot we, more we, quiet. If you were
1: here, this would be the quietest interview on the oh, planet.
2: Yeah. I'm also <laughs> standing on the table. I'm also <laughs> gonna stand on the table because I know you won't come up here. So. <laughs>
1: speaking of new <laughs> speaking of new lids and taking you back, I have seen you the gym here, bro.
6: We we uh, we coming back or what? Uh, so I was, I re- so I was, and
3: you were legitimately I like, coming back.
6: I, I I was I was I was going back to play ball, and I I, I prepped my body, thirteen to fourteen weeks of training, two a days, sometimes three days days, um, and I just I really just had to sit down, pray about it, and and just really just I missed a lot of my my oldest son who's thirteen now, and then my oldest daughter who's eleven. I miss them growing up and i have an eight and a five-year-old we have an eight and a five-year-old and I, going back to play i will miss that precious time with them and uh you know i'll talk to a lot my mentors and, and just talk to different people and they was just like bernard you know yes you can go back and play yes your body is still capable of doing it uh, but you know are you know is it worth it you know to lose that time with your oldest boy who's going into his eighth grade year. And then my daughter who's in, you know, she's playing club volleyball and I'm able to go to their games and I wouldn't be able to do that. You know, right now we'll be in OTAs and mini camps and different things like that. Um, And then too, another thing, I just, I woke up one morning and honestly I was no longer in love with the game. I was just like, what am I doing? Like I'm working out to go, you know, play football, a game that I'm no longer in love with. And I'm just like, no, I gotta, I gotta sit this one out. And, uh, so I'm still working out. Uh, I love training. I love, I love coaching, uh, my players, you know, my DBs, my linebackers that come with me and train with me. And then I love, I'm the defensive coordinator for my son's middle school. I love that. And so that's my new love. That's my new passion now. So I, I had to sit, it's no longer about me. You know what I mean? And, and, and so I had to make that decision. It was, and, and to be honest, I shouldn't say it was hard. It wasn't hard at all. Um, yeah, I guess my younger years it would have been hard. But I, I, one of my mentors told me, he said, Bernard, football was your gift. Or I'm sorry, football was your talent. You know, that's what you did for, you know, 19 years. That was your talent. Now your gift is to be able to bless these young men and women as you mentor and talk to them and train them and coach them and do different things. So now I'm, 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 I'm understanding my gift. And I'm using my gift now. And I'm, I'm able to do things with NASCAR. And so it's awesome.
3: I met Sean Hill uh, while he was quarterback for or the Lions and yeah. spent a lot of time with him, man. And, and I was probably about halfway through my career when I when I got this opportunity. One of the things he told me about NFL guys is there's so many NFL players that the job defines who they are. And he spent this time with me basically saying – when the guys lose the game, it's like they lose a huge part of their life. So I kind of started applying some of the things he was telling me then to get ready for my life after being a full-time spotter. You seem to have already adapted to life after football because you do have all these things going on. Like your your heart, your life seems full without that, Like right? So, I mean, I, I mean, when you said you were going back, obviously getting to know you last year, me and Freddie are like, surely he's not going back, right? But then you obviously were serious about it. But man, I mean, so all these things that you have going on, you're, you're like, you're happy, right?
6: B, I, I am. Um, you know, and that's one thing that I, I made a promise to myself, you know, even when I was drafted. Um, I, I was a guy where I always said I would never let the game of football define me. I'm not, I am more than a football player, right? Like, I can do more than just that. Some guys literally, when they are no longer able to play the game, when they get hurt and they can't play it or they retire, you know, uh, like Michael Irvin was one, and I'll I'll say it, Michael Irvin talked about how he needs the locker room. I don't need a damn locker room. I don't need a coach. I don't need the game of football. I am perfectly fine. I am in love with my family. I love seeing my kids. I love seeing my wife. I love, you know, being home and being able to see them play sports or being able to take them places. and, And I love that. I don't need to be around these guys or be around the locker room or be around that environment to be able to live. Like, look, I skip that. Screw that. Th- those days are over. And uh, some guys can't, the game of football defines them. And that's when you see, you know, the, the, the and, and I hate to talk about it, but that's when you see the suicides. You see the guys just going crazy because, you know, they need, you know, that affirmation from the fans. They need that, you know, that, 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 that fix, they literally need that toward all literally peels or shots in the butt because that's what they live. That, that defined them. They need the pregame work. They need all of that stuff. I don't. I really don't. And, uh, you know, I talked to a lot of players that are struggling to this day because they no longer play or they know they're on their way out. They, wear, they, they know they're on their way out and they don't know how to cope with that. And it's just looking like, bro, like enjoy the game. You know, let this game do everything it can for you when it's done, it's done.
3: Well, we love the fact that your post-football career developed a NASCAR love, man, because you do a lot for this sport, uh, a lot for diff- diversification of it. And, uh, man, I'm a huge fan, so I, I want to say thank you for that. Yeah, I think your energy oh, is very uh, – I think it's awesome. I think the –
2: this the – what you bring to it, like – just smile and happy and and uh and (laughs) such a
0: different perspective too like for people who aren't necessarily working in the industry you just provide such a cool perspective that's way different than we would have even have thought of
6: so thank you
1: hey brother thanks for coming we uh, i knew we had to get you on here i knew you'd be jacked up especially one day fresh off it as you are so man i appreciate you stopping in with us we're gonna get you in a car before this is over
2: Oh uh,
5: yeah! Man. At least that, that in the, the studio,
0: we should start, Freddie. You should start training, so you know. I'm, I'm good. Maybe
2: that can be Bubba's makeup gift for you—a little ride along or something.
6: No, I, no, no. I'll just take. I'll add Bubba to the list, and me and Freddie. <laughs> hey, Freddie, I'm dead serious, bro. I need to show you that I still got it. I'm coming out my hips, and I'm a. I'm gonna run I'm through a, your chest. I'm
1: gonna let you get a couple more weeks off of that <laughs> hardcore training before I let you. Freddie's gonna it. need some <laughs> shots in his ass if that's the case. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah,
2: you might want
1: to go take some
3: shots in his mouth too. Like we're gonna have to shot
1: him from both ends. Just
2: go ahead and do it before, you know, because he's gonna be hurting. Just can you give it before he's hurt?
6: I can do that. Good to see you,
3: brother. Yeah,
2: good. Thanks for coming on, Y'all man. Take it easy. Yeah. Hi right, yeah. right, man, thanks. Thank
6: you.
0: All right, time for reaction theater. First one is from Cody.
2: TJ, Haley Deegan, P2 in the SRX race. No spotter. Maybe that's a sign she doesn't need your ass. <laughs> Dumbest call I've ever heard. <laughs> Dumbest call I've ever heard. I think it was
3: Cody Ware. His name was Cody.
2: Quinn Huff. Should rename him Quinn. Can't finish a lap. Huff. Oh, Jesus, there's a wall, Quinn, there. Just get back in the
1: pits there's a waste of 10 minutes i mean the guy's wheel fell off I know. give him a break no i kidding. mean even we can't give him hey, for that <laughs> uh,
2: you know what he's he did tap the wall a little bit and qualifying. but look man these guys are fighting these cars i'm okay and he wasn't the only one that got up there air jones hit the wall you know these guys are it was fun to see the guys actually drive, have to wheel and qualify in there a little bit so, and, and his wheel i mean not like look wheel fell off the jury's out on what happened still well something fell off to make him spin out and i mean unless he tightened them damn wheels you can't really blame him on that hey guys what's up just here trying to watch the cup series race at nashville super speedway first time back in nashville in 124 years and on turn one lap one huff the magic dragon pancakes the wall what an idiot i love you dj that guy from Ireland? I don't know.
1: He had an accent. I don't think that was
5: Ireland. I think it was a leprechaun. I don't think that was Ireland either. But
1: <laughs> poor Quinn Huff is getting
6: bashed dude, for just driving a car and wheel fell one off. One I one know,
2: one. man. Like, <laughs> look, we love to bash him. But, dude, I mean, that's a mechanical failure. That's like. <laughs> poor
3: guy. I know. First time in his career, he's had an excuse. He could win the race and still. He just I mean, had to
0: say something rude. Matter. Just couldn't just hold couldn't it couldn't in. I saw it. him, like, twitching, like, trying not to say just anything. trying to be
2: nice. I couldn't do it. Outside. Outside, pretty outside. Come on, what are you outside eating? Some Nashville chicken. Come on, man. You
1: guys having the best race of his career? Outside. That's all you gotta say. And the while he goes to Lulu. Well, if you were listening, I did say outside. Same time that we wrecked to Lulu. Lulu. To you tell Derek outside on? That's what I'm talking about. Friday night. Yeah, oh, that's yep. what I'm talking about. Oh, that's what he's talking about. Uh, yeah. Listen. I don't know if you know this or not, but our job's not easy. It's easy uh, from home. It yeah. sucks on the roof.
2: It's easy you, if you work for the five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went down there and left green like. Green flag and I get Tyler. You, you broke a sweat yet? I mean, what have you? Done? I mean, we, green uh, flag.
1: So we we're back exactly. there racing and and uh, there's a hole, and we try to get in it. And it closed up as we got in it. I hate what happened. So, what so it, was that? The cup race? Or? Truck, no, truck race. Oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah, we are just, there was a little, there was a whole car and a half length, maybe wide. Big behind hole or the small two. hole? It, was a, it's, it just got smaller quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I, listen, I said, get up behind the two, up behind the two. And then as I said outside, Derek was already moving up and we wrecked. And it's my fault, his fault, everybody's fault, whoever. But. <laughs> It's, you know, it's just. It sucks when it's, it's your just fault. just trying to get I in. I wrecked yeah. Elliot one time at Bristol. I didn't sleep for three days. I was so pissed you're, off. You're about trying it. to get in a damn hole. If you don't get in that hole, you're losing three spots. So it is it is what it Sounds is.
2: Sounds like you lost a lot more than three. Yeah, we did. <laughs> sure did. Hot <laughs> damn after that ass whooping in the garage that had gotten Larson a Father's Day card.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who's your daddy? Is that what that's, he's well, saying? that's pretty I good. That's what he's That's getting pretty good. That. good. Yeah.
5: That was a good
2: one. That's well thought out. Hey, Brett, you throw one hell of a party on Friday night. I walked right past your security. No one asked me any questions. I was there for like a good half hour before anyone said anything.
3: Had a couple free drinks. It was a good time. Guessing I wasn't the guy that we had to carry out handcuffs. that's the guy that got arrested. (laughs) We had to to have one guy arrested and carried out of there (laughs) because he wouldn't leave and he wasn't invited. There was a fun party. There was a public party and then there was a private party within the party. And, uh, yeah, we had a guy refuse to leave. Like, we asked him nicely. Security asked him nicely. Five police officers showed up, handcuffed on him, and he nicely stood up and left. So, glad it wasn't you, bud. Or was it? Yeah. Or was it? <laughs>
6: yeah. This is War button here. I'm telling you, you can pick up a cat skin steel loader. Hey, Warbutton. Hey. It's, it really sucked. Standing in them long-ass f- lines today. Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> Let her eat dinner. T- them t- scats can <laughs> still load us. They're <laughs> drain them batteries.
3: Oh,
6: my and gosh. Long ass <laughs> lines. <today. laughs> yeah.
3: That guy's moving his lips too much when he yeah. talks. TJ does a good
2: Ward impression. Well, Brett, you've got an extra wards in here for this fan outside.
1: Listen, Ward. Do I have a minute to tell a good Ward Borton story? Oh, sure. On There's Why? always time yeah. for you, like Ward. So, Ward. Ward meets Megan on Friday night. Oh, this so, is oh, good. Saturday. Oh, you're that girl from the box seat. <laughs> so, <laughs> Saturday, we're, Ward, I go down to the suite after the race to uh, see some of the nutrient Ag folks. And uh, <laughs> Ward asked me if I could drop him off at the tunnel. So, we had to go out that way anyway. So, I said, "Why do no Well, you drop
2: me at the tunnel?
1: So, he says, hey, where's your wife at today? I said, your beautiful wife or something. I don't know what he said. And uh, I said, you yeah, know, whatever. She's at the, she's back downtown. Still, so she didn't come to the track. And we were talking about it, back and forth a little bit. And I said, yeah, everybody always gives me crap because Megan's obviously so much better looking than I am. And he said, man, you a good looking dude. <laughs> He's like, you lying. could, you could probably stand to lose a couple pounds. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm like, well, damn, Ward. He's like, I'm not saying, you know, just a little bit of. You know. So, so what that means
3: is you're not bad looking. You're just fat. He's
1: fat. Oh I'm fat. I'm, you have potential. How's it, go? Was it? I'm, I'm fat, but I'm cute. Is that- <laughs> yeah, it ain't big, but it's cute.
5: No, oh, that's not God. it. Oh.
1: you a good looking fella. He said, You, you ain't a bad looking dude. You, you might could lose a couple pounds. <laughs> oh, my God. <gosh. laughs> man, Ward's skinny as a rail. Oh,
2: God. Yeah, dude, yeah. He's, I love Ward. It's funny as hell, man. Oh,
0: Lord. Well, NASCAR's back in Nashville, and we're racing once again. But just like the last three weeks Kyle Larson takes the win Oh that boy from
2: California He drives those race cars hard And he's the new goat of NASCAR
0: Step aside
2: petty and earn
0: hard Well if I was Steve Phelps And the series was mine I'd probably move along And leave
2: the super speedway behind Cause downtown at the fairgrounds is where we all want to be. And someday we might get there, all thanks to Little Lee.
3: Good job, dude. That Bill was written. great. That was a good yeah. one. Uh, that was actually pretty good. I, I agree with you. We need to be downtown, but we, we can make both of these tracks work. I'm convinced of that after this weekend. We, we can totally go to Nashville twice. And have two completely different experiences in terms of racing product and make them both work. So let's do it. I think, I think we might be there
2: three times they put that road
3: course together. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I wish we'd do that street course. Speaking of, I got two tickets to IndyCar Race at Grand Prix. If anybody wants them, DM me, I'll hook you up. They're expensive. <laughs> Why, what are you doing that weekend? You are can't you go? giving
0: them for free? Or Freddie's
3: making me go spot for Bubble <laughs> Wallace and Watkins Glen. I bought $1,000 worth of IndyCar tickets, and they're no good now. So Freddie's got to pay me at least $1,000 for me to break even on this deal. <laughs> oh, that's Let's about a third that. of his check for that race, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: To you leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm backslash Clear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones each week on the show. I want to hear more of the the at track. While you're at track, had a few beers, watching the race.
1: Definitely after a few beers. Yeah. yeah. That, last, that one guy was hammered.
0: <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it Man.
3: was. Ward Burton guy was cute. That was great.
2: Offer pad, question of the week.
0: If you could live anywhere, would you choose the city, suburbs, or country? Ooh, Brett.
3: That's a tough one. Um, Wow, do I have city. kids or don't I have kids? City so. when I was younger. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I'm in the suburbs now with kids, but I'm not going to lie to you. I wish I was in the country. I'm ready to go back to life like I had in PageLand, which was way more off the grid. Front porch uh, sitting. Yeah, man, just uh, I love where I live now, but but man, I'm I'm ready to get off the grid. I'm I'm done with all this traffic and people and crap.
0: Ready.
1: So I am probably more of a city guy. Uh, my wife is definitely more of a country girl, just pace wise. So I think we'll just have to settle on the suburbs, I guess, because there's no way she wouldn't stay with, stay with me if we lived in the city. I don't think after this weekend in the city, and I don't think I could do it in the country. So we'd have to we'd have to compromise on the suburbs. Uh, I think um, I gotta go with the country, Freddie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably country. I just like peace and quiet, you know, and. And, uh, yeah, I'd go country.
3: Ward lived in the country. He lived there. And I know he talked about it on Dell Junior Download. Two years he was off the grid or whatever it was. So I've been to that cabin where he lived. And we're standing there, and I'm, like, looking around. There's no bathroom with, like, water and and a shower or a tub of any sort, a bathtub. I'm like, Ward, where'd you take a bath at? Oh, that creek down there. I'm like, like, when it's cold? Oh, yeah. So I'm like, holy cow. He said, you don't know when you hit the lottery? I was like, I don't know, Wardwin. When, when you wake up and there'd be a deer turkey out there outside the window, you just get up, run out there real fast, shoot him, clean him. You got food for three days. And I'm like, this dude ain't normal. Oh, my gosh. Like, he's literally not normal. He went and lived in the woods in a cabin <laughs> with, with no freaking running water. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. For, for the heat, uh, that was it was a freaking stove. kind of running water a little bit. I mean, just, It was running. Yeah. It wasn't. it wasn't running through the house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's that time again where we discuss our favorite Xfinity X5 X-Fi more than fast moments. Whether you're on or off the track, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your favorite more than fast moments this week?
2: My Xfinity X5 X-Fi more than fast moments. I'm gonna give it to Ross for driving from the back to the front into that cup race, or near the front. I mean, he
1: he was the first loser, so it's gotta be worth something. Uh, my Xfinity more than fast moment. I guess I have to go to Kyle Busch winning 100 Xfinity Series wins this weekend. Uh, I mean that's, that's a I don't lot. think I don't think people realize how good that dude is. I, it's like 320 starts. I think his win percentage was like 28 percent or something almost. That's so pretty high. it's pretty ridiculous.
3: Well, you said Kyle right for the more than fast moment, but you said oh, the wrong
1: God. last name. Kyle
3: Larson is the more than fast everything right now, so he definitely gets my. Xfinity X five more than fast moment, and he's probably going to win it again next week and the week after and the week. You after. know who didn't get it? Who?
2: Me and Freddie in that online Firecracker four hundred qualifying race <laughs> last week. Not a good experience. Nah. Me and Freddie both got. Freddie had the prettiest paint scheme I've ever he seen. He did have a good I one. one. I was actually going to make. one Did you tweet one? a
3: picture of that paint scheme? You should yeah, if you did. I did. Yeah,
2: good. I was going to have one made, but I wanted to get through that qualifying race see if it was even worth the time somebody put into it. Good thing I did. Yeah.
1: Here on Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than
2: fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the
1: reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection.
3: Follow at Xfinity Racing on the Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites, Casey.
0: Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. What an idiot! Time for a one idiot, Brett.
3: Oh, wow! Such a long list of candidates. I have got to go though with a person who thought you should put a parking attendant taking money from every single car where you turn into the racetrack. Please don't ever do that
1: again. What an idiot. My what an idiot is the quote-unquote man of the people, old Randy the Plumber, going to go out on a rant last week and tell Nashville Super Speedway that if you if you have no cooler policy, you better not. I'm coming for your asses and profanity laced. And where is he at Sunday? In the garage, hanging out, what? asking Rodney Childers if he can get on his pit box. What a hypocrite! What a hypocrite!
0: TJ, hmm,
1: I don't know who it was,
2: but the car that drove onto the apron the last lap of the Xfinity race in turn one and created a big wreck—I don't know who it was, but I literally saw a car drive onto the apron in the one, come up and clip some cars. And I don't know who it was. I will have to go look. But I don't. Where was it? Was it towards the back? Yeah, it was in the back, the very back, on the last lap. Like, Maybe what? It you... lost brakes. I hope so. What an idiot. What an idiot.
0: Time for DBC Picks. I
2: actually know who it was, but I don't want to say. Mm. That's not uncommon. <laughs> who the f*** is it? I just said it it's for awesome. you. <laughs> I think it was Haley, man. But was it? I think.
0: All right. DBC Picks. After Nashville, TJ, you won yeah. with Joey Logano. Damn right. But Freddie still leads.
4: TJ's it in, though. Nine to five to four. One behind Brett.
0: Time to make picks for both Pocono races. Freddy. Damn.
2: Yeah, come on, losers. Pick
0: your pick. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got?
6: I'll take uh, Boba
2: Wallace.
3: Kyle Larson. Oh, wow. He should be not wow. even allowed to be picked.
0: <laughs> Brett?
3: Uh, Kyle Larson is a big swing. I'm going to go with a small swing <laughs> um, who who actually hasn't been too disappointing lately. Daniel Suarez. He's actually been decent. Yeah, I was actually
2: thinking about picking him. But, oh, man. We got to pick two. Mm -hmm. Yes. So my first race, I'm going to go with a guy that's got a little bit of momentum right now. I'm going to go with Eric Amarola. Not bad.
0: All right, second Pocono. TJ, you can pick this next one. Well,
2: the next pick, uh, shoosh. He's actually got a little momentum, too. I'll roll with Ross
3: Chastain. Solid pick. Christopher Bell outruns him.
1: The,
3: what's the lineup
1: process? Are we inverting Ooh, or Who the hell it? knows? <laughs> I'll take second race. Who we got? It's Chastain. Bell. Bell. I'll take Eric Jones. Eric Jones. We're, uh, he'll
2: probably win the race, lucky as you've been on these picks. I know. <laughs> I'll go ahead and apologize to the guys that I just. Paid. I know
0: you <laughs> totally jinx them. The
2: only time it's worked, I was nervous actually, and on a, I mean, we finished tenth, and I felt like
3: I felt like we were twentieth because it was a battle in that area. Hey, great show, guys! Appreciate Bernard coming on. Always a uh, pleasure yeah. to add him. I'd love to have him in studio
1: yeah. one the time. As long as he sits over there by too. Casey. The guy's the life of the party, yeah. I imagine. Everywhere he goes, he was, I mean, all his videos I, from I the would weekend were hyped up. I'd love to
0: hang out with him at a track one weekend. All right, Jason. i like is for you to
3: hang out with us more than two weeks in a row. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, y'all don't have, you have fun at Pocono. You're I'm, I'm, I'm not going to the
1: racetrack this weekend, but I'll be watching y'all up in the Poconos. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Are we go short track on Saturday? I'm going, yeah. Where are you going? Mahoning Valley. We're gonna go watch our buddy Austin Beers race.
3: Cool.
2: Yeah, this little punk runs a league with us, and he wrecked me a handful of weeks ago. So I'm <laughs> gonna go and cheer him on at Mahoning this week. Mahoning
3: Valley Speedway. We got baseball in, in Asheville, man. We're playing in a huge uh, eight-year tournament, last one of the year. Kid pitch from here on out, so I'll be in Asheville. Drinking, and I am uh, going to South beers. Carolina
0: first vacation without Chloe. Oh,
3: uh, well, well, without Chloe. Isle Palm. Oh, nice. Charleston! Wow, you're rough. It right? was
0: my third, uh, I'm not going to say what, how old I was, but my birthday present for two years in a row. So,
3: Well, have fun in South
0: Carolina. Chad going? God's gift he to the is. United States of he America. He just got home after a month of traveling, so we're going to relax you a bit. Chad
2: will be like, come Thursday, be like, hey, uh, you mind if I, I go to the race? I got to so go again? to Millbridge.
0: I've only, yeah, we don't talk about Millbridge. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't tell me until the day of, so that he can
1: exactly hold you, off on the argument. You don't ever start yeah. to fight. All right,
0: Jason is going to kill us with how long this show is. So thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to submit your calls to Reaction Theater so we can play them next week. And have a great week, everyone.
3: We out. Holla. Thanks.